starting running back out for Creighton Prep. Reed Burke uh, broke his arm late in the game against Grand Island, and Elijah Burtz uh, was out after last week as well. The injury report brought to you by our friends at Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. We're about for a trip to Memorial Stadium when we return. Hybrids alone cannot raise your yields. Kurt Lucas Savage of Farwell and Big Cobb Hybrids will provide you with leading seed products, grower-specific service, and crop planning. Big Cobb Hybrids hybrid placement can take your profitability to the next level. Not only does Big Cobb Hybrids produce, sell, and deliver the highest quality seed, they share all their seed quality information with you, their customers, through their Max Stand program. Big Cobb Hybrids decisions are made locally, and they remain committed to the families they serve. Call Kurt at 308-750-5853. Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Challey at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost, quality protection, claim service second to none, and if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. And don't forget, you can listen to all of our contests online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance, Carney, Hastings, Lexington, and Lincoln. The opening toss won by Creighton Prep. They've decided to defer. That means the Bearcats will receive. It is currently 37 degrees here at Foster Field. The wind is blowing out of the south-southeast at 8 miles an hour. It feels like 31. Larry, what do we look for early in this football game? Well, right away, Carney's going to establish their run, their speed option without question. But right here, Doug, pay attention to these kickoffs from Omaha Creighton Prep. Prep is not going to want to kick the ball to Miko Maisner. So we've seen these last couple weeks, some pooch kicks, some scrubs down the middle. This kicking game will get interesting uh, if, if Prep doesn't choose to kick it deep here to Miko. All right, ready to boot it away is going to be Noah Straco. They line up in an unusual formation and now run towards the center, and the boot is in the way, and it is going to be a short kick that is going to go out of bounds. And I just think it's interesting, guys. I talked about it before. I mean, they're going to get the ball out here in position that maybe 75 to 80% of the time you can't return it to. I don't know that that's worth the gamble, but that's what Creighton Preps decided well, to do. Well, here's what I'll tell you. I think it is worth the gamble. It was exactly They did exactly what we talked about. They just kicked it out of bounds. Miko Mazner in the fourth quarter, last the, the, the last time these guys played, had a 68-yarder, and they watched the film last week and watched the two bolt of lightning runs that he had. We know the one got called back, but when you got a guy like that, he's a game changer, and you'd like to limit the times that he touches it in a free uh, situation, and a kickoff is a free situation. Well, and they, they just haven't done it much this year. Maybe that's the reason why. We're ready to go here. First down and 10. Bearcats will have it at the 35-yard line, and they'll put Coster out of the shotgun. Three wide outs. Studi flanks him to his right. He'll hand it to Matt, trying to get to the outside. Studi is strung out. Studi is dropped way behind the line of scrimmage by Morgan Madrigal. It's going to be a loss of six on the plane. Again, we pointed this out, Monty, the first time. Prep so big up front that Carney was not going to want to run between the tackles very much, just enough to keep him honest. Well, on that outside zone play, they tried to go ahead and pull pull a uh, lineman there. That out defensive lineman, Madrigal, did a great job of fighting off that block, turned him inside. Thad Huber was attempting to get him hooked, didn't get the job done, now second down and long. It's actually a seven-yard loss back to the 28-yard line. Coster down. 
No pressure, wants to throw a quick little out. It's way off the mark intended for Obermiller, so not a good start here for the Bearcats. Yeah, and the thing is, we'll see, you know, now you're third and very uncomfortable. What Madrigal did so good on that outside zone play is he kept his outside arm free. You tell those DNs on any stretch play, keep your outside arm free so you can continue to play with leverage, and he did a fabulous job there of that. I would be shocked if Brandon Cool calls something down the field he's proved me wrong before but listen uh you want you don't want to give the ball up deep in your own territory here something bad could happen Stallbird wide to the right here on third down and 17 option pitch they give it to Maisner. Maisner gets a block 30 35 steps over a man gets to the 40 he got a lot but he had a lot to gain here he's going to pick up 12 yards but it's going to be fourth down and five yeah that's a great play there they just ran kind of quick pitch to miko and there was some really good blocking on the edge Isaiah Stalbert, watch him. We've talked about him all season as being maybe the best athlete in the Kearney High team overall. Uh, had a very nice block in that cornerback. They'll come back to that, certainly gain 12 yards, but unfortunately because of that first play, had a lot longer than that to go. Mel Coster now comes in to boot the ball away. And we'll see what Creighton Prep can do here. Carney's going to rely on its defense, and it goes through his hands on the punt, but there's not much of a rush. Coster can't find it, so he's just going to throw the ball away, and it is going to be a disastrous start to this football game for the Bearcats. The snap was a little high. Coster panicked, couldn't find the football on the ground. When he turned around, there were five white jerseys coming after him, and instead of eating it or throwing a pick, he threw it away. Doug, he had time to punt the ball there. Uh, here's t- two things. Coster did panic. A, he did have time to still pump the ball. And secondly, throwing it, even if it's complete, there's going to be illegal men downfield there because the guys were going down to recover cover the kick. He, he did panic. He fumbled it a little bit. We turned around. I think he thought he was going to have less time than he did. He still should have punted the ball. First big play of the game here. And Creighton, Creighton Prep gets outstanding field position on Carney High's 40-yard line. So first down and 10. The defense will be tested early on. In motion, and we've got a flag for motion, it looks like here, on Omaha Creighton Prep as Thomas Corpus lined up in the right slot, faked that, not necessarily a jet sweep, he came around behind the running back, get an illegal procedure here for Creighton Prep. Well, that was trips closed there, kind of a tray closed, really is what you call it, because they are two tight end set with twins on the same side. That's a big, heavy run set. So first down and 15. By the way, both Class B games are at half. York 7, Elkhorn South nothing. Omaha Scott 10, Gretna 9. Both those games at the half on our Simonson Agency scoreboard. First down and 15. Creighton Prep at their own fo- at the 45 of the Bearcats. Quick little swing pass out here to Drew Dunham, one of the captains. He'll get to the 40 and dive forward to the 38. He's going to get seven on the play. It'll be second down and eight. Hunter Novacek had the outside containment over there, fought off the block, made the tackle along the sidelines, but uh, nice game for Creighton Prep. Now with a second down and eight, they're a little bit more on schedule after that first down penalty. Well, Monty, this really speaks to what you talked about in the open. I get it. We're only a minute and a half into the game or whatever it is, but Creighton Prep feels like they belong. Absolutely, absolutely. Second down and eight yards to go at the Bearcat 38 after a bad punt snap. They'll send some motion Dunham and hand it off to Sims. Sims works his way through the hole and has a first down all the way to the 30-yard line. Needed eight, got eight on his first carry. These are tough run sets. Uh, This puts a lot of stress on a defense. They're running zone, but they're running it out of two tight ends. And when you run zone out of two tight ends, it allows you to get true doubles on everybody down uh, and you get a tremendous push. Prep did not have a wide out on that play. It was always actually had three tight ends and a fullback, 
and they said, we're running the ball, here we come. Four wideouts, they'll stack up twins right and left, first and ten on the 30. They'll put bone break in the shotgun, and we have another penalty flag. Lee Harrington would have just squished Luke Sims. At least that's what it would have appeared like, and that didn't happen very much at all the first time that they played. But the penalty flag is going to be another motion here on Creighton Prep, and for the second straight time, they're going to face first and 15. It only took them two plays to take care of it last time. I'm watching those linebackers, Larry, because uh, as much power run game as you're going to get those linebackers, you know Creighton Prep, they're going to run a little play action, bootleg to the tight end, Matthews probably. And toss play here, looking for some room off the left side is going to be Bartling. Bartling finds a seam inside the 30, grinds those legs to about the 27-yard line, and again, a gain of eight on first down, and on the tackle is Will Jorgensen along with Grant Kowalski. And I'm telling you, Luke Sims, uh, the tailback, he's 6'1", 240. He's a big dude, and he just absolutely destroyed Noah Limbach on that last play. Mason Armstead at the top. On first, second down, they'll hand it to Sims. Sims, boy, they're trying to get him around the hips, and he just keeps the legs churning. Novacek will finally bring him down up top short of the first down, but inside the 25 to the 22-yard line. It's going to be third down and two. That was old-school trap there. Uh, Ryan Bina, the left guard, came and trapped the uh, three-tech there. Third down and two for Creighton Prep at the Kearney 22-yard line. Out of the power eye formation, Sims the fullback. The quarterback, Bone Break, is going to keep it on the option. He'll swing between the right guard and tackle and have the first down to the 18-yard line, a gain of four. And if you're Creighton Prep right now, this is exactly the kind of start you wanted. Good field position, taking advantage of Carney's mistake, just grinding it down the field. This is Creighton Prep football. This is exactly what they wanted to do. In the first game, they did this exact same thing, and Carney had to hold them late in that first ha- half down the goal line. We'll see if Carney can uh, bow their neck a little bit and stop this drive. Twins to the right, open to the left, out of the eye formation. Toss play, Bartling. Bartling trying to get outside, has a little crease, and then he gets hit, stacked up. He'll get a couple, maybe get to the 16-yard line, see where they finally mark Bartling down at. They did not utilize him all that much the first time. He had a few carries, but it was Sims, Sims, and Sims. It's going to be a gain of two. Well, there you ran toss. What you've got going on right now, and this is putting a tremendous amount of stress on the inside linebackers for Carney. Because what Creighton Prep is doing so far on this drive, they've ran dive, they've ran toss, they've ran trap, and inside veer. All of those put a tremendous, because they all start to look the same. Baseline formation, Sims the fullback. He will lower his shoulder, and he'll be brought down at around the 12-yard line, a gain of four on the play. It'll be third down. And just inside veer. It's in the uh, B-gap, and they're reading the first guy outside the guard, leaving him unblocked. Then they run trap where it looks like that, but they're bringing a guy from the other side to trap the guy. Then they run toss off of it, and those three gaps, it becomes very hard to stay sound in them. Seven and a half to go, first quarter. We're scoreless. Creighton Prep's got a third down and four ball just short of the 12-yard line here. Everybody in tight. Single wing. They fake it to Sims, and then he takes it and loses yardage. Uh, that bone break pulled it back out of his belly, but he did not, and Sims is going to lose a yard. It's going to be third and five. That was Fourth good. and five. That, that was good old-fashioned read option where they really rode the fullback, and they went ahead and gave it to him. And as you mentioned, the, the, that was probably the wrong read. He probably should have pulled it, but great stop by Carney. I think if they can hold this uh, prep team to a field goal here, they'd consider that a win after that real strong first drive. And that's exactly what they're going to do. Noah Straco will come in to attempt a 37-yard field goal. 
right in the middle of the football field. They waste no time. High snap. They get it down. Straco kind of pooches it. It's on the way, and it is good. So with 6.44 to go here in the first quarter of play of your Class A State semifinal, Creighton Prep 3, Carney nothing, here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. The folks at Buzz's Marine want to stress the importance of weatherizing your boat. Let Buzz's first-class service technicians work on your boat now so you don't have to worry about it in the spring. A little preventative maintenance will save you time, money, and a huge headache in the spring. So go to buzzesmarine.com and see what tailored winterization package will work best for your boat. Then call Buzz's Marine at 308-234-4576 to set up an appointment. Buzz's Marine, 5th and Central, Cardi. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. And again, Carney High hasn't trailed much at all this year, but they do here at home in the state semifinals, three to nothing. Straco gets ready to boot it away. Maisner is Stalbert back. Will they get an opportunity to return it? Last time it was a squib that went out of bounds. This time a little bit more of a pooch, and it will be taken by Stalbert at the 15, right? Numbers 20, 25, 30. Gets what he can. He'll get out to about the 33, 34-yard line. So you kick it out of bounds, you get it at the 35. You pooch it, you get it at the 33, and that's where the Bearcats will take over. First out and 10. Well, Creighton Prep feels good about themselves because of the way this has started, but if you're Carney, no need to really even feel bad about yourself. This game started as bad as it possibly could have and you, you held them to three. Your defense rose to the occasion. 23 yards they were able to gain. Creighton Prep, 33 if you had the 10 yards that they covered on penalties. And had to settle for a 37-yard field goal. Coster comes under center. Will Jorgensen will be the fullback. He'll be the lead block. They give it to Mazer. Left side has a hole. Gets to the 40. Breaks a tackle. Stiff arm. He's close to the first down, and he's got it to the 43-yard line. Wow. That was, that was not a sophomore-type run. We used to talk about Mazer's speed all season. And you saw him follow the lead block of Will Jorgensen and turn on the Jets, but you saw him also take on that tackler and uh, uh, get extra yards after contact. Nice nine-yard gain on first down. Looks well, like they shoved him backwards. It'll be second down and one. And the thing is, in the NFL, you know, these backs that make all the money buy their guys something. I don't know what uh, Miko's <laughs> allowance is, but Will Jorgensen needs something. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to bring you. Josh Ray out to the right side here. They'll send Miko Mazner in motion. A little swing pass to him, and it is caught. He has a block, but only one. He'll work his way across the 45, get to the 46-yard line. That'll be a gain of four on a quick little swing pass. It would have been very close, whether I think it was a down the line of scrimmage, not behind it, but you got to be careful with that. Something that we saw really early in the season for the Big Red and really haven't seen a whole lot lately, guys. No, that's, that's kind of went to the back of the playbook, maybe, thankfully. So it'll be... First down and 10 here on that second and one play. Well, if you're Miko Mazner, you better get ready to get road tonight because he's gotten better every single week. He's not a sophomore anymore. Thad Huber's slot left, Stallbird wide left, and they will put Huber in motion left to right, get him over here with Stallbird. 
And it's going to be quarterback keeper the whole way. Coster slips a tackle. He's into Creighton Prep territory. Big run, 45. Shoulder pad lowers, and he's got the 40 to the 39. That's a gain of 15 for Cannon Coster. I talked to Coach Brandon Cool about being a little surprised how much Coster actually ran the ball coming back off the knee injury in last week's win. And he said, you know, if he's ready to go, he's ready to go. We're going to use him. And, and Morgan Madrigal made a great play on that. Uh, tried to hit him low, and... Uh, Cannon just shrugged him off and got additional yardage. Nice first down run. Carney ready to go after back-to-back first downs at the 39 of Creighton Prep trailing 3 to nothing. Coster was going to toss it, decides to eat it up the field and gets inside the 40 to the 37-yard line. Just a gain of two there. That last run by Cannon Coster, that was kind of mid-season form, guys. That's what made him uh, so special. The numbers, none of his stats jump off uh, uh, the sheet to you. But what he does, he's able to manage this offense, and he's got such good weapons around him that when he does make a good decision and stick his foot in the ground, he's able to make nice runs. Second down and eight. Back to the I formation. Jorgensen in there, twins to the left. Straight up the middle, Mazder. Big hole, 35-30, kicks it outside. Looks for one more block, 25, but he'll be stood up and blocked out at the 23. He was one block away from breaking it, 14 on the carry for Mazner. Every time he's touched it in these last two weeks, guys, they've all looked like they could go to the house. He just looks electric right now. Well, let's let's give credit where credit is due. We talked about Jorgensen already. Let's give credit that left side of that line. There was a there was a nice hole in there, and once he gets a little momentum and hits that hole hard, he's very tough to stop. Outstanding blocking by that left side of that offensive line. Rowdy Melton, Kate Lytle over there. They'll go trips again here. Keep Jorgensen in. A little strong to the right side on first down and 10. Toss sweep, halfback pass. Mazner to the end zone. Wide open, Stalberg. Touchdown, Carney High. <laughs> Miko Mazner, a 23-yard a touchdown pass to take the lead. And, and, and there's your wrinkle, right? Toss sweep out of that uh, power set. Will Jordanson leading the way. Miko took about three sets, steps and showed his quarterback arm. Remember, he was a quarterback up until about the third game of the season. Stallberg just all had to look it in, and easy touchdown. There's your wrinkle. Well, it's a 67-yard drive. Our five points bank touchdown. Miko Mazner showing that he can do more than run the ball, able to throw the 37-yard touchdown pass to the most dynamic receiver in Stallberg. And Hines comes out to boot the extra point. The placement down, they got a little problem, and I think he hooked it left. So the extra point is wide left. It was not a good snap that time. They had some kicking problems last week with Hines, but that really wasn't his fault. 4.06 to go first quarter. Class A state semifinals, Carney 6, Creighton Prep 3 on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Excellence in Rehabilitation is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center have physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Drs. Conley, Johnson, and Owen at Kearney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Kearney. However, they're where you are with five satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska. Providing the highest quality care to everyone, ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center specializing in you. 
Well, a 37-yard touchdown pass for, or 20, let me get that right, a 23-yard touchdown pass for Miko Mazner as the boot is away here for Carney High. Let's see what Creighton Prep decides to do. They drop the ball, but pick it up at the 5, try the right side to the 10, outside 15, little running room, 20, back up the numbers to the 25-30, and brought down at the 32-yard line will be Charlie Harold, first down and 10, Creighton Prep. Doug, I love the play call there to go to that halfback pass right away. Here's why. A, it takes, you, you capture the momentum at home, which you needed to do after the way you started the game. But secondly, that now makes that toss sweep that much better. That's what you want to do tonight is run that toss sweep. Now guys have to run with receivers because that just happened. So first down and 10, Creighton Prep. After making a field goal on their first possession, here's a little different look. Unbalanced eye out of the shotgun. Just turn and give it to Bartling. Bartling doesn't have much of a hole here. He's going to be stood up after a gain of about a yard and a half. We'll call it second down and nine. Off the bottom of the pile, Stalbert got in there to help out. Also, uh, Thad Huber. Yeah, you see, see what uh, Carney's defense is designed to do right there. The front guys ate up blockers, and you see the second level of Stalbert and Thad Huber making that tackle. That's what that defense is designed to do. Second down and nine. Ball at their own 35-yard line. Twins to the right. And now they check the armbands, maybe call a little different play here. Different look here than what we saw the first time around. Faking the blitz is Huber, rolling out, looking to throw, looking to throw, still looking underneath. It's behind, and oh, what a stick by Stalbert. They threw the pass behind the intended receiver that time in Thomas Corpus. And Bonebreak really had some time on the rollout. Good job by the secondary. Yeah, and I'm not so sure that was an RPO because he got to the edge and it looked like he was going to run and then thought better of it. You know, uh, I was watching Grant Matthews. You know, Grant Matthews is a 6'3", 240-pound tight end for Creighton Prep. He's been really quiet in the first game. Been pretty quiet there. He's on a crossing pattern. They didn't find him. Will Jorgensen on the sideline, folks, being attended to. Uh, looks like maybe something with his right shoulder. Back to pass, bone break. Rolls right, rolls right. Back over the middle of the football field for Matthews. It's in and out of his hands at the first down marker. Murray is there on the coverage. And Grant Matthews, an all-state candidate at tight end, can't hold on. And it is three and out here for prep. They'll have to punt it away, trailing 6-3, three, 3.07 to go in the first. Yeah, Grant Matthews is being recruited by everybody. He is a kid that uh, has got a lot of big Division One offers. Back to return the punt is Studi. First time that Creighton punt, Prep has punted it, but they punted it a lot with Straco the first two times, first time these teams met. So Carney, after the bad stuff early, now in good shape. Low step blocked! It's blocked! The punt is blocked straight up in the air. Catch Carney it. almost able to scoop it, but it's going to fall to the ground. And Novacek blocked the punt. It bounced off the turf. Carney had it bounce in their hands to return it, but couldn't hold on to it. It doesn't matter. It's still going to be Carney high football. I think Murray might have got that. Was that Novacek or Murray? It almost looked like Murray was the guy that came in from the outside. I'm not sure if that was the case or not. But uh, a- absolutely outstanding play there. It was a rugby-style punt. He took two steps and uh, got it. There's your big break for Carney. Again, I can't understand how a rugby-style punt gets blocked. I well, hate the rugby he, punt. He only I already told Josh Lynn that, there. but, you know, I hate it. You rugby punt, Bake? Do you guys rugby yes, punt? Yes, <laughs> at times we do. And it's a great play. Block punt at the 29. Sudden change here. Studi faked the handoff. Coster comes outside, has the numbers 25-20, and runs out of bounds before he gets hit by Corpus. And it'll be a run of nine. It'll be second down and one. Yeah, just doing a fabulous job there are the Bearcats. That's just read option. 
They're just wanting to run outside stretch one way, and they're leaving the uh, backside D end unblocked, and they're blocking him with the quarterback's eyes. Straight read option. You get to run inside zone. Very simple concept for your offensive lineman. And right now, Cannon Coster is making tremendous decisions. Split out wide to the left is going to be Obermiller. Studi will flank his shotgun quarterback to the right. Twins to the right side. And they fumble the football. Coster falls on it at the 20. They fake the inside handoff there to Studi. And I don't know if Coster was trying to get a little jet sweep or just take it forward. Just get, just looks like he was going to try to keep it. And just kind of got caught on the hip of, of the jet sweep uh, Studi. And, uh, yeah, very fortunate to get back on that ball. He's second down and 11. Yeah, what they were running there, guys, was the exact same thing they'd been running inside zone they were showing the read option but this time they wound Jorgensen back and he was going to kick out the D end second down at 11 at the 20 out of the I formation they give it to Studi he's hitting the backfield and Studi will be brought down for a loss at the 21 yard line good pursuit that time on the back side making the tackle is Dunham for Creighton Prep boy Monty you talked about it they're good up front. Inside is Creighton Prep. They run that 4-4, a very old-school 4-4, and they're stout in those A and B gaps. Yeah, there's not a lot of, you know, once in a while you can get a crease if you create a crease with a little bit of movement, a little bit of motion. But, boy, they're man-on-man. They're pretty tough. 140 to go here in the first quarter. Carney's up 6-3, third and 12 at the Prep 21-yard line. Split the backs, and they will throw. Coster under duress, has to roll, gets out of trouble, throws it to the end zone, incomplete, trying to get it to Mazner. And a field goal attempt coming up from 38 yards for Carney High. Yeah, Mazner actually got into the end zone. He took a couple steps back towards the goal line. If he just keeps continuing back towards the back of the end zone, he would have made that catch. Heavy pressure by Creighton Prep there on their left side. Cannon got hit. Again, lower body, but he's strong enough to uh, shrug that guy off and, and uh, was able to make a play. They had a chance at it. Now let's watch Gabe Hines see if he can shake off a little bit of his mini slump. From the right hash, a 38-yarder. Good snap. The boot is away, and it is way left. It is way left. But they call it good. We all thought it was gone way left. Sorry, Gabe. Congratulations. He hooked it right in there. Now we're on the snide. You're off of it, buddy. Yep, it's all us. We made the mistake. The kick is good. We won't put that on the highlights. Listen, though, right? listen, I've seen that tee shot off of my club head a lot of times. It starts a little bit left, and then it comes a little bit right. Well, here's the Not best a big part. deal. Here's the best part. Doug's the one that told the world it was bad. Nobody saw me waving my arms that it was no good. It is 9-3, Carney High, 126 to go first quarter. We'll have the kickoff after this. It's never too late for Enzone to increase your nitrogen efficiency this year. Enzone is designed to manage your nitrogen no matter what time you decide to apply your fertilizer. With Enzone's wide application window, you can even add Enzone at side dress time. Anytime you're going to apply nitrogen to your crops, you need to add Enzone. Talk to your local fertilizer and chemical dealer. Ask them to add Enzone to your fertilizer. If they don't handle Enzone Synergizer NutriPack, visit MidNebraska Chemicals at www.mncag.com. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. 
Well, a couple of things. The field goal was good, and we did get confirmation that that was Nate Murray that blocked the punt. He's had a pretty good uh, few weeks here. A couple of interceptions. He had a pick six against Creighton Prep last time. Yep, and how about that kickoff? Uh, Gabe Hines makes the kickoff, goes out of bounds to the one-yard line. Unfortunately, that's a penalty, and now Creighton Prep is going to start from their own 35-yard line. So, here we go. Special teams have been an adventure here tonight, guys, on both sides of the ball. Yep. Yeah, you don't want the uh, punt as Prep goes back to pass. Bone break over the middle. This one is complete. The hit does not tackle him. Davis Skiles thought he would knock him down, and really he ends up getting right where he was going to be that time. He didn't gain any more. Thomas Corpus uh, gets a short five-yard gain. It'll be second down and five. Yeah, Creighton Prep's fairly diverse. That was out of the spread. Run a wide shallow there right across, replacing the inside linebackers. Nice job. You've got to make the tackle in that deal. You can't. Uh, Davis Skiles there just tries to make the big hit, and it's no good. Second out and five. They'll put bone break under center now. They'll hand it off to Sims. He's got a little seam off the left side. It has the first down to the 45-and-a-half-yard line, a gain of six. And that should be enough for the first down here, and it is. Yeah, another you know, nice play. You know you see Luke Sims and his strength, just such a big, strong runner. It's so rare in high school to see a guy that big that can, from the fullback position. Tim Yonk is the kind of coach that knows how to use those fullbacks. He did it as a fullback at Skyler, then it coached at Gross. On first down and 10 at their own 46. Pitch play, trying to get it to Bartling. Bartling's hitting the backfield. He's going to be dropped by Tyler Atchison at the line of scrimmage. No gain on the play. Might be the final play of the quarter. Let's take a look at some scores on the Simonson Agency scoreboard. Your farmer's insurance agent in Kearney has you covered for home life and auto insurance. It is Omaha North. Falling behind Omaha Burke, who's just scored 13-7 in the first quarter. In Class B, it's Omaha Scott 10, Gretna 9 at the start of the third. York 7, Elkhorn South, nothing at the start of the third. We'll give you the Class C scores here after this play. Second down and 10. Swing pass out to the right side. Wide receiver hauls it in. Look for some room here as Armstead breaks a tackle. Gets up the sideline, the 45, and has enough for the first down to the 40-yard line. A gain of 15 on the play. Yeah, and there... Uh... Carney's really playing in a big cushion. They're playing a lot of bail coverage with those corners, and you're seeing uh, Creighton Prep really being pretty diverse. They throw a now screen out there. They're taking what what Carney's given them, whether it's inside veer, now screen, running crossing routes. And that will bring us to the end of the first quarter in the 2017 Class A State Semifinals. Those other scores for you in C1 in the second. Norfolk Catholic 7, Wahoo nothing. Pierce and Boone Central Newman Grove 6-6 in the second. In C2, Battle Creek and Utan 7-7 in the third. And Centennial leads Lincoln Lutheran in the second 7-0. Here it's Carney 9, Creighton Prep 3. The second quarter is next on Classic Hits. Year-round grain marketing by a dedicated local team to help you achieve your grain marketing goals. That's how Aurora Cooperative puts owners' equity to work every day, especially during harvest with the Our Lights Are On Till Yours Are Off policy. It means being ready to help anytime, being committed to facility upgrades to help speed up harvest, and being competitive with bids. During harvest, our lights are on till yours are off at Aurora Cooperative, putting owners' equity to work for your farm, your cooperative, and your future oh i can't believe it are you kidding me out here in the middle of nowhere mom and bramps will kill me what's that girl called carney towing and repair because they'll get us home from anywhere but i don't have their number 
308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing, certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in, Carney Towing and Repair. First play of quarter number two, Sims takes it up the field for a five-yard gain, and now quarterback Bonebreak is going to decide to keep it on the second play, and Josh Ray comes in and wraps him up at the 34-yard line after a gain of two. Yeah, now you're starting to see Carney uh, rally to the ball again here a little better. Um, we've seen it about three times on this drive alone where they've kind of rallied to the ball just a little bit better. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, Monty Kratzenstein from Beautiful Foster Field. Thank the folks at UNK, Athletic Director Mitch Stein, and, of course, the sponsors. And we thank you for choosing us to listen to tonight's state football playoff game. Carney 9 and Prep 3, third down and 4. Look at this formation, boys. They'll hand it off to Sims, and Bonebreak takes it back, finds the seam off the right side. Inside the 30 to the 29. Okay, Bake, what did we just see there? Well, that what they did there is they ran at that inside veer look going back to the left, and there the quarterback held the ball, and they trapped off the backside. Well, what was that formation? That wasn't even an old double wing. That no, looked like throw 11 guys out there and now stand Now you need you to pay to. attention because they've been in that three tight end set about four or five times tonight. But the backs are offset. That hey, time they hey, had that, to... that was give the ball to the big kid up the middle is what that was. <laughs> And they're going to do the same thing here. They've actually got both backs just right behind Bone Break, and they will turn, and Bone Break is going to get hit again. They keep faking it to Sims here, and they think that Bone Break's going to break a big one, and what he does is get knocked down behind the line of scrimmage for a loss of one. You, we, we talked in the pregame, money that Creighton Prep wants to run the football. They're trying to find different ways to do it, I guess. Well, and, and they have they ran a couple of bootlegs and looked for crossers, as Larry mentioned earlier. But I'll tell you what, uh, uh, they want to run the football. This is one of those situations where the, if Carney High can be the next team to score, they're going to struggle to play from behind with this offense. Ten minutes to go in the first half, 9-3, to three, Carney a touchdown, and each team has a field goal back to pass. Bone break has all day, throws over the middle, and it is incomplete. Murray might have tipped it as they tried to get the ball to Armstead, and then he was cleaned up by Thad Huber, and it's third down and 11. Bone break in the first quarter of play was 3 of 5 for a total of 27 yards. Carney's 1 of 4 for 4 yards. Bone break throws a really good ball. He can spin it, nice tight spiral. He can get it in spots. Again, Sam Bone break. Uh, taking over for the broken arm of Reed Burke and played last week in their upset win over Bell West. Now it's third and 11 at the Kearney 30. Maybe a little too far to kick a field goal. Trying to set up a wide receiver screen, and they just throw it into the line, and it is incomplete. Matthews, they thought he caught it, and he's thrown to the ground. What's he, what's he doing? And he is hot. Matthew's saying, what are you doing throwing me to the ground? And I think, did we get a flag? I don't think no, we did. No. What, what, ha- what, what happened was the defender hit Matthews and did not realize he didn't catch it. He went ahead and threw him down. His head was down in his back. And Matthews took a little, uh, what do we call, umbrage to that, ran up to him, got, got in him a little bit. Probably a good do- job by the officials to not call either one because it was kind of a reactionary play on both sides. Here's I what, have no problem with that. Here's what I would tell you. Carney got very, very lucky because the back out of the backfield was completely uncovered. Swinging to the left, wasn't he? Yes, and I mean, he would have scored. They were looking for Jackson Bartling, and now they are going to attempt the field goal here. This is a 47-yard field goal attempt for Straco on the left hash. The kick is on its way. It is not going to be long enough, it doesn't look like. It is short and no good. There is a but flag. But there is a flag on the play. Yeah, 40's his long on the year, Doug. 
Six of eight, hit one earlier in this game, seven of nine. If it's on Creighton Prep, it'll be Carney Ball. Let's find out. No They're going to wave the flag off, so the 47-yard field goal to start the second quarter is no good. It remains Carney 9, Prep 3, 9.42 to go here in the second quarter, and Creighton Prep's got to be a little frustrated here, don't they, Larry? No question. Uh, they, it started big for them, and they've had some big moments, but they can't get any traction and can't get paid off. If you're the Bearcats here, you need to make something happen. Stick one in the end zone because I'd still argue Carney's sputtering so far in this game. First down and 10. Off the missed field goal because it gets into the end zone in high school. You spot it at the 20-yard line, so I suppose that's part of it too. I mean, why punt it? Right. Uh, you, you didn't really want to go for it on fourth and long, so take the shot, see what Straco can do. And It was uh, headed towards that left upright, probably right down the middle, but it was short. <laughs> so it'll be first down and 10 here out of the I formation. Toss to Mazner. Mazner hole off the left side, gets to the number 25-30. My, oh, my, are they doing a great job of blocking as he's out of bounds near the 34-yard line. A 14-yard gain here. And so far in this ball game, Mazner's car- carried it four times. 12-9-14-14. Yeah, I'm telling you, you walk over to the sophomore and say, look, bro, we're going to cinch this saddle up tonight and we're not going to get off you. You mentioned that Will Jorgensen was having his uh, shoulder examined a little bit. He's a little bit slow going back the huddle, but I'll tell you what, uh, that defender doesn't that he blocked right there doesn't think that he has a sore shoulder. Well, our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy. Jorgensen will line up into the slot to the left out of the pistol formation. It's still Mazner, quarterback keeper, Coster, Spreading, 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 rolling right. It's a run all the way, and he just can't go anywhere. He might have decided to chuck it. He's hit out of bounds, but again, right there, no penalty flying. He's going to get to the 36-yard line. They might give him a half a yard. It'll be second down and 10. Yeah, that was the exact same play that they ran earlier that they fumbled on, where they ran inside zone to the left, wound Jorgensen back. Jorgensen popped the guy but came off of him and now just came off the field. When they wound him back, that's kind of a trap on the D-end, and he blasted the guy, and you could see when he did it, he kind of winced. Second down and 10, ball at the 35-yard line for the Bearcats. Number 26, the cornerback from Creighton Prep, introduced himself to Cannon Costro over there on the sidelines. <laughs> and he wasn't talking about what they're doing. Joe after, Carew, after the we, we called Joe's name quite a bit the first time that these He's two good, teams good met. Good football player. Out of the shotgun, little toss sweep out of an option. They pitch it to Mazner, switches arms, gets to the 40, and he didn't get tackled. They undercut him. He kept his hand on the ground, and he scoots forward for another three yards. Getting him low was Charlie Harold, but you usually see that on Sundays. Mazner picks up four more than he probably should have. It's going to be a gain of nine, third and one. Now watch for something in the seam coming off that look. Harold, the safety, just came screaming off the roof there, ran the alley the way you're supposed to, did it right but you're going to see another pass right over his head, just like the halfback pass was there with him screaming off the roof the way he is. Third down and one, Bearcats turn straight handoff, trying to find his way into that first down, and getting it is Miko Mazer to the 47-yard line. He'll pick up three, and that's enough to move the chains. Carney nine, prep three, 8.57 to go here in the second quarter of play, and on the other side of the bracket, it is still Omaha Burke 13, Omaha North 7 in the second. The difference in this Carney offense and Creighton Prep's offense right now is just chunk plays. You know, when 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 Maisner gets the ball the outside or Coster gets the ball the outside, you know they're getting you know 10, 11, 12 yards where Creighton Prep's getting four, five, six from Luke Sims. 
First down and 10 at their own 47. Bearcats already up 9-3. Coster out of the pistol. He's going to hand it to Mazner around the right end. He's got another hole. Hits a man, stays on his feet. Hits a man, stays on his feet. Inside the 50 or across the 50 to the 46-yard line. A gain of seven on the play for Mazner. He took a few shots that time. Yeah, Mazner there cut it up in between the blockers. I think if he waits to get it cut up until he gets to the numbers, he may score there. He had a tremendous run. We'll talk at some point about some of the wrinkles that Brandon Cools put into this game. We talked about how he doesn't change a whole lot, but there's a few little wrinkles that he's done that's that's really worked out well. Usually Mazner's the one that ends up with that ball. Some people believe every play is designed to score a touchdown. It looks like Carney's running a lot of those plays. Deep drop back for Coster. He's under some pressure. Avoids one, avoids two. Now he's going to run, and he does a great job to get the first down. Creighton Prep. Sims missed him. He had about three guys he got around. He dives to the 40-yard line and a gain of five. Yeah, and he's up kind of limping a little bit, holding on to his knee, his cannon there. Here's what he does great on that play. Yes, he eludes the defenders, but he didn't throw it into traffic. And many times a high school quarterback, when all that stuff's around their feet and around their eyes, they launch the ball into trouble. So Coster talks to Brandon Coolen, comes out and takes the play. First down and 10, they'll say, at the 41-yard line of Creighton Prep. Stallbird's pulled out wide to the right. He's been quiet. He was very quiet last week. He's been quiet tonight, except he does have the touchdown catch from Mazner. Option keeper all the way. Coster, they bit on it, and he gets to the 35-yard line for a gain of six. Yeah, and for, I mean, the 10th time tonight, Thad Huber is out there just in an absolute chicken fight with Charlie Harold, my guess is that back judge is going to throw a flag on one of those two here at some point. Yeah, that speed option that Cannon ran there, he actually had two options. He made the right read and got up the field for six yards, but he also had the pitch man, and they had a little bit of a seal on that outside defender. So probably go back to that at some point. Carney's O-line has been outstanding so far tonight. There always seems to be a linebacker or a corner that has to make the tackle. This time they'll test it with a toss sweep out here to Mazner, and as we say that, here comes the corner from the outside to get Mazner behind the line of scrimmage in Morgan Madrigal. He's a good one for Creighton Prep. They're going to lose a couple on the play. Yeah, he played that like a corner should play a toss sweep. He went ahead and set the edge, kept his butt to the outside, turned everything in, fought off the blocker, and made the, t- the sure-handed tackle. That was an outstanding play by that senior cornerback. Well, the key is is he didn't try to avoid the blocker. Many times these kids take themselves out of the play by trying to avoid the block. He took on the block, held his leverage, and then shed him. Tremendous job by a captain. Third down and six at the 36 at Creighton Prep. Twins trips to the right. Coster looking that way. Throws over the middle. Gets his end at the 30-yard line. Enough for a first down here. Getting into the hands of Josh Ray. A seven-yard gain. Move the chain. Ooh, and the umpire had a little incoming there. He had to duck or that thing was going to hit him right in the teeth. Well, I want to remind you that the state Class A football championship is quite a ways away. A week from Tuesday, 7-15, the Tuesday night before Thanksgiving. All six state championship games will be on ESPN 14-60 and 15-50. If the Bearcats are playing, it's also here on Classic Hits. First and 10 at the Creighton Prep 30, up 9-3. Out of the pistol, they give it to Mazner, trying to get him to the short side here. Gets a block on the edge from Huber. How long did he stay in bounds? All the way on the tightrope inside the 25 to the 23-yard line. Mazer actually gets up a little slow here after a seven-yard gain. That's 74 yards for Miko on nine carries. Morgan Madrigal, we've talked about him several different times. He once again had position over there. Miko somehow, someway slithered past him and, and just kind of snaked down that sidelines. And we thought he stepped I thought he stepped out of bounds early. The, the judge is right on it. Uh, 
Big first down play there for an eight-yard gain. Now they're on schedule, second down and two from the 23-yard line. Twins to the right in the slot of Stallbird. Ray wide right over Miller to the near side. Jorgensen in there. He's going to be a pulling blocker, and Coster just goes straight ahead to get the first down, leaning inside the 20-yard line to the 19-and-a-half. That'll be a gain of three and another first down here for the Bearcats. A very good drive going right now for Carney High, trying to take a two-score lead. Yeah, and that's not a play we've seen from them in the last two weeks, and they've now ran that exact play three times uh, so far tonight. Fumbled it once, and they've uh, gotten decent gains from there. The only points for Creighton Prep was when Carney started the game with a bad snap on a punt, gave Prep the ball at the 40. They moved it close enough to hit a 37-yard field goal. First and 10. Jorgensen in motion to the right side. They send him up the field, trying to follow him as Mazer on the carry. He gets a block at the 15 and then gets his feet taken out from under him at the 13-yard line. <laughs> Good job out there again by Charlie Harold. He'll upend him, and they give him the yards from the upend. He's going to get two more flying through the air. It's a gain of nine. It'll be second down and one. On those sweeps right now, and he's doing a great job. He needs to stay a little more patient to the outside. He's cutting that up just a hair early. He's cutting it up inside the blockers instead of out. He scores there again if he takes that further towards the sideline. Another totally different look as far as that outside zone read action. Cannon read that outside guy on that play. Second and one at the 11. Ray in motion, giving them twins to the left out of the I formation. Toss sweep here. Mazer trying to get outside. He's got the first down, but that's about it. He'll get to the nine-yard line before he's brought down by Morgan Madrigal. A gain of two. It'll be first and goal at the nine. I just run it the other way. Madrigal's doing a good job because even on the one where Mazer got some extra yards, it was because Madrigal's friends didn't come help. Here comes Studi into the ball game. He had three touchdown runs of under 10 yards last week, and you talked about running it to the right. That's how Studi did it last week. And he is fresh. Now, they've, they've, they've loaded up Mazner a little bit on this, and all of a sudden Studi comes in fresh, and there's a beauty of, beauty of having two running backs. Well, Omaha Creighton Prep didn't like what they saw coming on the field, so the Junior Jays are going to call the first time out of the football game, brought to you by our friends. Uh, at ENT Physicians, taking care of you since 1994, located where you need us, specializing in you. 4.15 to go in the first half. Carney has it first and goal at the 9, leading it 9-3. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Welcome back to the Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth. We're here at UNK's Foster Field for the Class A state semifinals, and Carney Towing is on the road bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road. From heavy-duty towing to roadside assistance, call Carney Towing and Repair. When you need us, we'll be there. This is the 14th play of this drive, Doug, and I'll tell you what, this has been a beautiful drive with a lot of diversity, a lot of different action going different ways. Spread it out here with three wide again. Coster out of the pistol, first and goal at the nine. They want to bring some pressure, and they get Carney High to jump. Sneaking up there was the middle linebacker in Drew Dunham, and he was pointing, 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 so now it'll be first and goal at the 14, and that is the first penalty of the ball game against the Bearcats. Yeah, you saw the offensive line there get the hunch in the back. And that'll always do it. You think that the uh, guy that moves on the line is always where they're going to run behind on something like that? Not necessarily. (laughs) 
especially with the blitzer coming over his nose there. So it'll be first down and goal at the 14. Stallburn split out wide to the left. You've got Obermiller and Huber down to the short side of the field. It's going to be a little sprint keep for Coster. He gets through the seam to the 10, lowers his shoulder to the 5. He gets to the 2. It's second and goal. Coster showing a little 1-2 right there, running over the safety. And boy, what a nice run by Cannon Coster. Second and goal at the 2, a gain of 12. Yeah, and there they just gave Miko Mazner his helmet back. He was over at the training station getting some tape put on. That's why he wasn't in the game. Well, it's it's nice when you have Miko out of the game to be able to run that uh, a powerful quarterback on a quarterback keep. Well-blocked play. Here here come the Bearcats. They hustle to the line. They want a quick snap it. They drop the snap. He picks it up. Coster finds the seam, and he is going to be stood up. He's trying to reach for it, but they say no. He gets inside the one. It'll be third and goal inside the one. And, Doug, you teach a high school kid, don't ever, ever reach for it, ever. Because in high school, there are no cameras, and those officials are all the way out on the pylon. And when you reach, it gets knocked away, and that fumble will cost you the game. It will be interesting to see here, third down. We're gonna have, will they have to go to the outside, look for maybe a quarterback run game? Heavy to the left. They'll hand it off to Jorgensen, and we've got a whistle, maybe a timeout by Creighton Prep, I think, before the snap of the football. They didn't like what they had out there, and that's exactly what's going to happen. Our timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney with 3.07 to go here in the second quarter. Carney has a third and goal at the one, leading it 9-3. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. State football action on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com is brought to you in part by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton, and Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. Carney has used about seven minutes on this drive, and it is third down and goal at the one, leading it 9-3, to three, and here come the Bearcats. Center Daniel Lundy comes over the football after the Creighton Prep timeout. Jorgensen the fullback, Studi is the eyeback. Down low, Coster calls the cadence, takes it, quarterback sneak. They want to push him forward, and he is yep, yep, in the end zone. They have not given a signal, and now they unpile him, and it is. Touchdown. You knew it was going to be, and by the time that plays over, you're always going to get in there, and Cannon Coster makes it 15-3. to Yeah, great push there, and that, that, that was a real carny drive, very physical, no frills, all simple stuff right down the field, and they just killed an entire quarter. How about, how about a 16-play drive, 70 yards, 16-play drive to uh, 80 impose, yards. impose your will? Yes, sir. Off the missed field goal. Hines with the extra point kick, and he boots this one up, and it is good. So our five points bank touchdown, a one-yard run by Cannon Coster with 2.58 to go in the first half. It is 16-3, Carney High leading Creighton Prep here on Classic Hits. My grandfather was an orthopedic surgeon in Omaha, and he told me not to go into medicine. And my wife said that she would never marry a doctor, and so I went to be a PA. And one night, called her, said I'm going to be home late, and she said, "Well, you should have just gone to medical school." So at that point, I went back through medical school. It's kind of what I've always wanted to do. 
one of the things that kind of attracted me to Mary Lanning. You see that they take good care of people. I've always wanted to practice in a smaller town, and Mary Lanning had all the qualities that we were searching for in our job and our location and where to raise our children. And I think Hastings was the perfect fit for us. This is where we were supposed to be. I'm Brent Hood, orthopedic surgeon, Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report, 2.58 to go. Carney actually up more right now than they were in the first half of the previous meeting. 16-3, Hines gets ready to boot it away. Looks like it'll be a deep kick, and this one is headed towards the end zone, and in the end zone, that'll be it. Can't run it out a yard deep. Even though Charlie wanted to bring that up the field, Harold could not do it. First down and 10, Creighton Prep at the 20-yard line. And they have been able to throw a few passes. Uh, will they kick it in gear here, knowing that they need to get something on the board, or because they get the ball to start to the third quarter, uh, will they kind of just see if the run game can get them down the field here? They only have one timeout. If I'm Creighton Prep, Doug, that's exactly what I do. Just simply, you're a touchdown away from this thing, from, from you being right in it. You know what I'm saying? 16-10, you're in solid shape. Lots of game left. Well, let's see what they do. Quarterback Sam Bonebreak brings him out of the huddle with three wideouts. Carney faked a little press coverage. I think they wanted to throw a little something out here. And the pass out to the wide receiver, Thomas Corpus, is incomplete. And that's not what you want to see if you're Creighton Prep. That's a simple pitch and catch that wasn't close. Uh, there just wasn't a whole lot going on on that play for Creighton Prep. Yeah, simple now screen, and he sailed it to his mom. And, Larry, you talked about uh, doing doing what they do and stay in the course, well, you know, they haven't shown the tendency or the ability to be explosive as of yet. So Creighton Prep, three wideouts again, back to pass, bone break. is going to be a quarterback draw. He comes up the middle of the field, runs into the middle of the line. Kowalski got a hand on him. Atchison got a hand on him, and he'll be brought down after a gain of three to the 23. Well, yeah, and Carney's in nickel right now. They're in a three-man front, and they could, and they can, uh, can Creighton Prep can still run their blast veer game out of that pistol said if I were them I would do so to look to get a first down here. Yeah the substitution is Miko Mazner in for Grant Kowalski there wanting to rush the passer on that right side. Carney doesn't have the personnel they want and Brandon Cool sprints down the field to call timeout. There was all kinds of confusion in the defensive backfield for the Carney Bearcats so they'll take the timeout. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney with 221 to go here in the first half. It looks like whoever may have made the mistake there. They're consoling and saying, don't worry about it, we're okay. Timeout on the field, 16-3, to Carney. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. They treat all surgical and non-surgical orthopedic and sports medicine needs. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Call New West Sports Medicine today at 308-865-2570 to schedule your appointment. That's 308-865-2570. All right, the timeout on the field to kind of get things done. Guys, all three timeouts have been on defense. Two from Creighton Prep, one for Carney. It's third down and seven for Creighton Prep at their own 23-yard line. Spread the field. They will send in motion from left to right. Corpus rolling that way. Bone break wants to throw it underneath. Corpus catches one, and he gets it right at the first down marker. Woo! Yeah, I was going to say, in, in high school ball, you don't shove them back and lose the yards. That is a first down 
and right at the 30-yard line. That's only the fifth first down of the game for Creighton Prep. Yeah, and there Creighton Prep had two guys open. They had the receiver, Mathis, open as well as the hook to the receive, to the outside receiver. Well, to tell you the truth, where they've marked the ball would not be a first down. When you kick it into the end zone, you mark it right on the middle of the 20, don't you, Larry? This is about a football length yeah. short of the 30. Bone break to throw out into the flat for Corpus, and it's off of his fingertips. That would have been a whale of a catch, but incomplete. Yeah, and like I said, bone break throws a really nice ball, just not incredibly accurate. He's sailing many of them. It's a good tight ball, just not very accurate. Yeah, that is a perfect way to describe it. You would think that uh, right now Creighton Prep, and you talked about, and they missed a couple too, maybe thrown to the wrong guy. He's had time. They've rolled him out a lot. That time was just a quick release. They were going to him all the way. Second down and 10 at the 30. Stops the clock with 159 to go in the half. 16-3. to Now they're in the I formation. Bone break. Gives it to Sims. Blast right up the middle. He gets 7. He gets 8. He gets 9 almost. It's going to be second down and 2. Yeah, and against that nickel front, you can blast that A and B gap run a long ways. The first meeting, Luke Sims had 18 carries for 126 yards in the first half. Tonight, He has got seven carries for 35 yards. Third and two, quarterback keeper Bonebrick can't get outside, ducks it inside enough to get the first down, and then he stood up and brought down after a gain of three. Time is starting to become a little bit of a factor. You know, they're grinding away here. There's 127 left in this half. They're on about the 40-yard line, and and again, you want to know what they can do to develop some sort of a chunk play, big yardage. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the biggest thing, they're not putting points up, but Carney's not getting the ball back here. Well, yeah, they, they are able to ground, grind out a couple of first downs here. Now bone break with another quick little button hook and over Corpus, who just gets drilled out there by Braden Miller, incomplete, and Corpus is slow to get up because he takes one right in the ribs. Bone break is one out of six in this second quarter. Here's the deal. I'm not right now. I keep running the ball here a little bit. If you're Creighton Prep, you have an entire half to play, and you're only down 13. The way Bone Break is sailing the ball, Doug, it's going to end up pick six. Well, this is the way the first game went. They got away from the run, it seemed like, way early. Corpus is hurt. How are they not getting him out of the game? He is grabbing his midsection here. He got him in the slot left. Matthews now moves in motion that way, followed by Novacek. They throw it out here, and he makes a catch behind him for a gain of two. Now they're going to wave it off. They're going to say they punch it out of there, and it's going to be third down and ten. And that ball was close to getting picked the way it was thrown. Hey, if you're uh, you're watching from the, the stadium, that big number 55 on the Carney High defense, uh, that is a new player, a new transfer, and I think uh, Lee Harrington might have switched his jersey. <laughs> might have had a tear up there. Yep, he's wearing he's wearing 55 right now. So uh, don't don't be. If, if we had 55 and 75, then we'd really have something there. Austin Young just said, "Whatever you need, bro." <laughs> Third down and ten at the 40. Bone break out of the shotgun. Trips to the left side. Has plenty of time all day in the pocket. Throw it deep down the middle. There's two receivers there, and it is incomplete. He had Dunham, and he also had Armstead. And when they get that close, then you've got four defenders back there. And Carney will get the ball back with about 55 seconds to go. Armstead gave up on it. He'd run the post. He'd come clean. If he continues his post, that ball was to him. The bone break actually did a nice job there, letting it go, throwing him open. And he'd given up on the route, then realized the ball was coming. So- oh. Second time in about about three plays that Braden Miller made his presence known, gave the receiver a little bit of a shot. The second punt attempt for Prep, the first one was blocked. Now they've got max protection. 
And Straka is able to boom it out of there. Studi is going to just fair catch it at the 32-yard line. One. And we've got late hits down there that's going to help out. It is a 28-yard punt is all that Creighton Prep can manage that time. We have a flag here. I think Trey Rodriguez got a little bit of extracurricular there. Took After the fair catch, took a little shot at Creighton Prep. And I think we're going to have a personal foul penalty uh, on him. Yeah. Officials discussing things here. Exactly one minute to go in the half. 16-3, to Carney, trying to make it to their second-ever state championship, winning it all in 06. And our referee tells us that it is a personal foul on the Bearcats, so the ball will go all the way back from the 33 to the 18-yard line. And I'm guessing we might see a couple to Miko Mazner, see what he can do, nothing too crazy. Yeah, and, and if you're Brandon Cool, if I would have said before the game started, you're going to go in with a 16-3 lead, you'd say, book it. No doubt about it. The ball moved back to the 18. Exactly one minute to go here in quarter number two. If Carney gets something going, they've got a couple of first downs, but Maisner in the backfield. Three, now four wideouts. In motion is going to be Huber from right to left, giving him trips that side. They just pitch it that way. Maisner gets a good block from Huber, gets to the numbers 20. Can he get out of bounds? No, he cannot. He's going to be brought down at about the 26-yard line, a gain of eight on the play. Carney in no hurry to do anything here. If you're you're a fan of receiver blocking, you need to watch Isaiah Stalbert out there. We'll try to describe it as we can. That that big that young man is doing his due diligence out there on the corner for Mazner. He's locked up even past the whistle. He's fighting at it. Um, that's what's going to make him a good college uh, prospect. Second and two, 25 seconds to go. Now they just run the same play to the right. Pitch it to Mazner. Mazner to the 30. First down. That'll get the clock stopped. At the 34, 33-yard line, we'll say it's a gain to seven, and that puts Mazner at exactly 100 yards here in the first half and the 11th first down, 19 seconds to go here. Carney doesn't look like they're going to call timeout, but I think they want to run a play. No, they're not nope. going to run a play. Coach Cool says, let's go. We're going into the locker room. He calls them over, and we are at halftime of the 2017 Class A State High School football semifinals at Foster Field. The Bearcats is the number one seed taking advantage of the home field advantage. It's Carney 16 and Omaha Creighton Prep 3. Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll take a look at the first half stats, get the breakdown from Monty Krasenstein and Larry Baker. We'll update the scoreboard from the other state semifinals at 11-man action tonight, and we'll preview what's coming up Monday as we've got more football for you from the Sandhills. All that and a lot more coming up on Classic Hits 98.9, KKPR-FM, Kearney, Hastings, Grand Island, and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. 
Hybrids alone cannot raise your yields. Kurt Lucas Savage of Farwell and Big Cobb Hybrids will provide you with leading seed products, grower-specific service, and crop planning. Big Cobb Hybrids hybrid placement can take your profitability to the next level. Not only does Big Cobb Hybrids produce, sell, and deliver the highest quality seed, they share all their seed quality information with you, their customers, through their Max Stand program. Big Cobb Hybrids decisions are made locally, and they remain committed to the families they serve. Call Kurt at 308-750-5853. Along with our producer-engineer back at the studio, Spencer Shields, Larry Baker, and Bonnie Kratzenstein, I'm Doug Duda at Foster Field on the campus of the University of Nebraska at Kearney where we are at halftime. The Bearcats 16, Creighton Prep 3 in the Class A state semifinals. The first meeting, it was 10 to nothing in favor of Carney High, and they went on to win it by a score of 24-7. to This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. For quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business, contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. Let's take a look at the scoreboard now, and we will go first off to football, and then we'll give you an update on that state volleyball tournament. Omaha North has stuck one in here late in the second quarter. Omaha North 14, Omaha Burke 13 in Class B. Both games are in the second quarter, and how about this? York looks like they're finally going to get the job done. They have scored in the fourth to take a 14-0 lead over Elkhorn South, who had been number one all year until Gretna beat them. And Omaha Scott now leads Gretna 10-9. It's been 10-9 the entire second half, and they are into the fourth quarter of play in Class B. In Class C1, at the half, Norfolk Catholic 14, Wahoo nothing. In the second quarter, Boone Central Newman Grove 20, Pierce 19. In C2 in the fourth quarter, Battle Creek and Utan remain deadlocked 7-7. And Centennial has now taken a 19-6 lead over Lincoln Lutheran as they are late in the second quarter of play. Larry, anything stand out to you from those uh, from those numbers? We have Coach Snodgrass, Doug. You know, he uh, went to York, which was an absolutely abysmal program. It was an abomination, and he's built that thing. He's been to a state final since he's been there. He's got a great team. His son, one of the best players in the state of Nebraska, on that team, and he's getting ready to beat what really had become a dynasty. The Elkhorn South had a 36-game winning streak until Gretna beat him. Yeah, and this they're year. going to Class A next year. This is their last year ever in B. That's a really big one. And Mark Hudson hanging on to a one-point lead at uh, Boone Central, Newman Grove. Of course, we know Mark around here from – he's a Shelton kid, played at UNK. And they just and, scored again, 27-19. See, that's great for Mark. He's uh, And, of course, was the head coach at uh, Ravenna for all those years. So, got some local flavor around the state. I'm a little surprised that Wahoo has been shut out in the first half by Norfolk Catholic. They have had a dynamic offense. Of course, they beat Kearney Catholic in the first round of the playoffs, but they've been amazing all season long. But Norfolk Catholic is another one of those teams that they have great players, and uh, but defensively, they do what they do offensively, but defensively, Doug, great linebackers and great D-line play. Last night here at Foster Field, congratulations to Riverside, four-time six-man champion, but Harvard gave them a game. In fact, Riverside scored one touchdown in the second half, and uh, Harvard came up one score uh, short in this football game. Uh, but congratulations to both of those programs. Coming up on Monday, we move into the Class D semifinals, and we will be in Mullen, and by we, I mean me, uh, for the Class D2 state semifinals, as Mullen will be taking on Blue Hill. We had an incredible game 
uh, this week with Blue Hill on Tuesday, kicking a field goal with seven seconds remaining to oust Twin Loop, 37-34. to They'll play Mullen at 3 o'clock on the Breeze, 94.5. Pre-game will be at 2.30. And in the other game, the one that everybody in that part of the state wants to see, Bruning Davenport Shickley will be hosting Fall City Sacred Heart, the fourth meeting in the last two years. Well, and will it go like it did last year? Bruning Davenport Shickley beats Fall City Sacred Heart in the regular season and then loses in the state semis. Fall City Sacred Heart goes on to win a state championship. This year, what's happened in the regular season? Bruning Davenport Shickley won the game. So what happens? Will this go exactly like last year? Will Bruning Davenport Shickley get back to the finals? In D1, South Loop, Callaway Arnold have been a long time, whether it's co-op or not. They are undefeated in the state semifinals, and they will be hosting Medicine Valley on Monday night. Both of those programs, that what a step that would be for both of those programs. It's it, kind of the story of the playoffs right now to be able to see, well, we're going to see one of those two communities represented at Memorial Stadium next week. I can't wait to do the game. I think that's a really neat deal. Oh, and Medicine Valley has been so close, and one of the surprises because their starting quarterback got knocked out at the end of the year, and they have still been able to work their way through the playoffs, beating Cambridge, Hemingford, and then Perkins County in the other game in D1, Howells Dodge will be back. They're back. Howells Dodge uh, is still undefeated, and they're going to take on East Butler. That's the surprise. Creighton got a little beat up. I I thought Creighton was about as big a lock as any team in any class, and then they got uh, some key, key players knocked out, and East Butler, uh, with two losses, able to advance on to the East final. Yeah, and Coach Spears has really got him going. Howells Dodge was kind of pointing to this year uh, believing that this that they could get back, and they've really rolled everybody all year. Uh, it's been kind of a steamroll event. I would be very surprised if we didn't see Howells Dodge back in Lincoln. Well, we have a halftime score here of Kearney 16 and Creighton Prep 3. I want to tell you what's been going on at the State High School Volleyball Tournament uh, throughout the day. They are into their final matches uh, of the semifinals at Pinnacle Bank Arena and uh, had a great one earlier today. Blue Hill, I had a chance to broadcast that one on the breeze, and they came up short in uh, five sets, so D1 will have a rematch of last year's state championship. But in Class A, Omaha Marion beats Papillion La Vista South in straight sets. Miller North and Papillion La Vista are playing right now. In Class B, Omaha Duchenne in, how about this, 28-26, 26-24, 25-23 over Grand Island Northwest. I mean, how much closer can you get? It's a three-setter, but how much closer can you get? Scott and Elkhorn South playing now. In C1 should be a dandy tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Grand Island Central Catholic with the winningest coach in the history of Nebraska sports, Sharon Zavala. They lost the first set. They won the second set, 29-27, and then took the next two over conference foe Lincoln Lutheran. And they'll play Wahoo, who has been dominant in their first two matches this year at the state tournament. Wahoo swept North Bend Central. In C2, Hardington Cedar Catholic, a four-set winner over defending champion Stanton. And the biggest surprise so far, Superior has picked up the win today over previously unbeaten Nebraska Christian, including 25-9 in the first set, and that must have just rocked the Eagles. Superior, who had to eke out a win over Centura yesterday, is the sixth seed, and they are the Cinderella right now with Nebraska uh, commit Kalen Meyer. They'll play Hardington Cedar Catholic uh, tomorrow. So superior into the finals in D1, as we told you. Johnson Brock, the two-time defending champion, a four-set win over an outstanding team from Bruning Davenport Shickley. They'll play Meridian. Meridian held on for a five-set win 
over Blue Hill. And in D2, Exeter Milligan, a four-set win over Hyannis. Uh, Hyannis, a very game team, did a great job. It came up short, and they will play Ewing. Ewing, a four-set winner over Humphrey St. Francis. You know what, uh, Grand Island Central Catholic going to play for a championship tomorrow. As you said, Sharon Zavala, the winningest coach in Nebraska sports. One of the neat things about this, she gets her thousandth win, right? Many times coaches at the end, are, you know, they compile these numbers because they do it so long. When she gets, then the year she gets her thousands, she's going to play for a state championship. There's no hanging on compiling with her. She's still at the very, very top. So congratulations to Grand Island Central Catholic. Again, their championship game is tomorrow at uh, 3 o'clock. Let's give you some updates on the uh, two other matches that are going on right now at the state volleyball tournament, and then we'll get back to what's going on here in the 16-3 lead for Carnegie High uh, at, uh, at halftime against Omaha Creighton Prep and uh, trying to get those to load up. So, of course, that's the way it happens. The beautiful segue dies right there. So we will uh, try and get those updates for you here in just a second. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Kearney 16, Prep 3. We're back in a moment. When DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go, what does that mean? It means packing a ton of people power, along with unmatched service and support, into high-performance hybrids. Sure, Pioneer Corn products feature high-performance trait packages, but it's your local team of professionals that helps place the right products in your field. Pioneer, with you from the word go. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you and keeping an update on that state volleyball tournament in class a millard north is up two games to none on papillion la vista and in class b it is a pretty good matchup but omaha scott beat elkhorn south 29 27 in the second set and they're up two games to none here it is 16 to 3 carney leading creighton prep monty uh, what have you seen so far well, if, you, if you're a Carney High fan, uh, you've seen a lot of really good things after that initial start. You know, had the high snap and the and the and and Creighton Prep took the lead with a 3-0 field goal. But after that, it's just been outstanding offensive football and defensive football. I want to break down just very quickly an 80-yard, 16-play drive that Carney used to score their uh, their last touchdown. Now we're talking, and those of you that, that, that like the run game and like a hard-nosed, physical. Offensive line, fullback dominated run game. Here you go. You run pitch strong, you run ISO, they ran a jet sweep, they, they ran a rollout pass, they ran option, they ran toss weak, they ran a drop back pass on third down, and they ran six quarterback running plays. All right, boys and girls, that is 1997 Nebraska football right there. You know, the, the running quarterback that runs the power, there's a little jet sweep, there's a little bit of option action. And I'll tell you what, if you're Brandon Cool, that's the game plan. It doesn't look fancy, but there's a lot of diversity. There's a lot of different guys, different schemes. 
that's an outstanding job. The Creighton prep coaches are right next to us. I'm telling you right now, uh, their daubers are down just a little bit because prep does not have the kind of offensive explosiveness to play from behind. I'm not saying they're done. Don't get me wrong. But at 16-3 to at this stage in the game, uh, they've got to be more than a little concerned. What do you think, Larry? Yeah, I think when I look at this, if I'm Creighton prep, I'm really happy with the way this has gone. It's been a real kind of sloppy game. Uh, the special teams have looked bad, weird penalties. Uh, neither offense has really looked good. Carney had the one long drive. Um, so if you're Creighton Prep, you've kind of been able to make it ugly and keep yourself in a pretty good spot. If you're Carney High, you've played terrible, and you've got a 13-point lead, so you have to feel pretty good about that. I think looking at this coming back, Carney's got to protect the football and not give up some silly turnover and keep being really simple on offense and being mean on defense. What makes you say that things aren't going as well as you think that they should be right now? I think from Carney's perspective, it's been sloppy. Um, offensively, they, they had the one long drive. Outside of that, it hasn't been great. Uh, they've been able to run the ball with uh, Miko, but it's been they've really only been able to run it on sweep to him or uh, show him and have the quarterback keep on his own. Defensively, I think they've done a really nice job. They're, they're being Carney high on defense. It'd be a shutout right now if the punt hadn't been blocked. And I think, you know, you've had um, uh, the special teams have just been poor on, on both sides. Yeah, we've had a bad snap for Carney that uh, Coster then just threw away, led to the only field goal for Creighton Prep. And then Nate Murray blocked a punt that uh, ended up in a 38-yard field goal for uh, Gabe Hines. So that's where we're at from the special teams perspective. And, and really the only punt that uh, the one that didn't get blocked for Creighton Prep was only a 28-yarder. Right, right. Well, here, here's, here's the other thing that I'm going to say. Who scores next in this football game at 16-3? to Think about this. There, if, if there's a touch, the next touchdown scored, okay, there's a whole lot of difference between 23-3 to if, it, if that happens to be Carney, or if the next touchdown is scored by Creighton Prep and you go 16-10, then you're like, okay, here we go. And here's one thing I'll say. I think if Carney scores next, to your point, Mike, this thing's done. Like, I do believe that. If Carney scores next, there's Creighton Prep just doesn't have enough offense against this defense. But I'll also say this. I think Carney could give one up here and be completely fine. Don't forget what happened in those first eight minutes of that second half against Omaha Westside last week. That was a complete train wreck by Carney, and they never their, their, their pulse never got up in my opinion, and I think that experience helps you here. Yeah, Westside marched it down the field and hit the pooch kickoff that Carney could not field, and then uh, they were able to get to the 18 Westside and then had a couple of penalties and weren't able to punch one in. Let's go ahead and take a look at the first half numbers that I have unofficially here. First off for Creighton Prep, Luke Sims, seven carries, 35 yards. Jackson Bartling, four carries, 11 yards. Quarterback Sam Bonebreak, Six carries for 16 yards. That's 17 carries for 62 yards for a team that wants to run the football in Creighton Prep. Through the air, bone break was three of five in the first quarter. He was one of eight in the second quarter. Four of 13 for 34 yards. No picks, no touchdowns. 34 through the air, 62 on the ground. 96 yards of offense in the first half for Creighton Prep. That's six first downs, two penalties for 10 yards, and the lone punt they got away was a 28-yarder. Their only points, a 37-yard field goal for Noah Straco on their opening possession with 6.44 to go, made it 3 to nothing. The Bearcats have scored 16 unanswered. Matt Studi, they've realized that's not where they want to go tonight. Two carries, negative eight. Miko Maisner, 13 carries, 
100 yards in this football game. Cannon Coster, 11 carries, 55 yards and a touchdown. 26 rushes, 147 yards through the air. Coster is just 2 of 5, kind of like last week. Not much there, 11 yards. But Miko Mazner's halfback pass was a 23-yard touchdown to Stalbert. So as a team, 3 of 6, no picks, 1 touchdown, 34 yards through the air, 147 on the ground, 181 total, 11 first downs, 2 penalties for 20 yards. They have no turnovers, and the only time they attempted a punt was the bad snap, so they have not kicked one away. And here at the half, it is Carney High 16 and Omaha Creighton Prep 3. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation, your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. The second half is next. I had some things bothering me, some pain, and doctors suspected that it was cancer. All of a sudden, I get a call, and I found out the cancer is moving to your lungs very rapidly. You need to go see Dr. Pornchai immediately. I had knew about the Morris Cancer Center, yes. I had heard some good things about it. I didn't even think about going anywhere else. Chemo is very tough. They cared about every step of the process. They made you feel at home as, as well as they can in a cancer center. I had nine weeks of treatment. And then, you know, we did a couple more tests down the road with them. I mean, they said things started to turn around a little. It was, uh, I don't know, it's hard to describe. It was like a weight being lifted. It changes your life every minute for the rest of it. I'm Ronald Faber, and I was treated here in Mary Lanning. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. As we begin the second half, our field conditions are perfect here at UNK's Foster Field. And our field conditions are brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealer. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans with Impact Partners and Pioneer Seed, science with service, delivering success. With our producer engineer, Spencer Shields, and Monty Kratzenstein and Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda, getting ready for the second half here in the Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth. And Creighton Prep will get the ball to start the third quarter. And there's just some things when you don't, I'm not in the room, I talk to the coaches, they tell you what they want you to hear. But you've got a kid like Grant Matthews that you just never hear his name, and he's a top Division One prospect, and he is nothing. I mean, he's blocking out there for Sims. I'm, that's not what I'm saying, but he has not been involved. They've thrown it to him a couple of times. They really haven't been good passes. you got to get this kid involved, don't you? I think that's more of a quarterback issue than, than the tight end issue. I just talked to Dan McLaughlin, the head coach at Wayne State, about that kid a little bit at halftime, and he stopped in the booth, and he talked about how you know, he might not be quite as big as what some of the Division One schools thought he was going to be, but you're right, in a high school level game, he has to touch the ball. He has to be a little bit more involved. He showed a little bit of his frustration there in that first half when he got dumped and, and, and kind of went after the defender a little bit. We'll see how that plays out. All right, Hines ready to boot it away, and that is going to sail into the end zone. It'll be a touchback here. How about Monty Kratzenstein, the name dropper, Bakes? Yeah. <laughs> well, there are a lot of people yeah. hoping that Matthews ends up wearing a white helmet with a red N. Uh, he's a tremendous athlete. You know, he's 6'3", 240, and really does run well. Well, let's see how Creighton Prep starts things here. Go to their offense, do what they do, try and run the ball, put it in Sims' belly. Sims, again, 7 for 35. I mean, he's getting five a crack. That does it all day long. And like the first meeting, they got away from it a little early, in my opinion. But the other thing is, they can't chunk it. They, You know, they get five, six, seven yards but they can't consistently bring that all the way down the field. They need bigger plays. 
They'll go twins to the left and send in motion Armstead. He'll wheel behind the eye back, hand it off inside for Sims. Big hole, 25-30, first down, 34-yard line, 14 yards. I'm just telling you right now, if Creighton Prep has any chance to win this football game, it's running that offense. This is still only a 13-point game, and you can create a turnover on D to get it back. They're not going to win this thing trying to throw the ball down the field. They don't have the personnel. And we got problems here for Carney High. Davis Skiles, who got knocked out of the first meeting between these teams, was in on the tackle but kind of got rolled over. He tried to stand up, and I'm telling you what, guys, it just looks like the knee gave out. And that is not good. He is laying on the field here with the training staff out there looking at him, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center with our injury report, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. Now, they, they have survived without Davis Giles, but again, they've really played with only one or two of their top five corners most of this season. We talked about uh, Masters and Bean being out uh, as well this year. You know, they, they have done a nice job of piecing together this secondary based on injuries. And, and you see Bo Sostad in, in there playing a little bit. And, you see, of course, they've been moving Isaiah Stalbert around a little bit and Studi from between the safety and the cornerback spot. So they've had to uh, overcome some of these injuries throughout the season. I want to go back a little bit to that first play. They've only run for one play in the second half or a 14-yard gain. And that was the play that they were going to run the first play of the entire game in the first quarter they ran that motion guy back behind the behind the eye back and then ran a little curl trap to that fullback uh, big yardage that so i think that's only the second time we've seen that form of fullback trap from that offense and uh, obviously very successful for a 14-yard game if they'll go back to what they were doing on their first drive and they went down and kicked the field goal they had it going where it was trap veer uh toss that becomes very very hard to be able to run that uh, or defend that once you get, because you have to start guessing gaps. Now, it does not look good for Davis Skiles as they're going to bring him off the field, and you feel horrible for anybody that gets injured, and especially if Carney can find a way to win this, you want to be able to have a chance to play at Memorial Stadium. But Skiles doesn't look good. He's not putting any pressure on that as they bring him off the field. Yeah, and he means a lot to them, Doug. I know they've, like, as you said, pieced it together and hasn't necessarily had him all year, but he brings a physical thump to that defensive backfield and and the outside. Let's see if Prep tries to really challenge his replacement right here. Nope, straight up the middle. They'll hand it off, and the eye back, Jackson Bartling, is going to bring it to the 39, maybe get to the 40-yard line. That's a gain of five on the play for Bartling. Yeah, and Josh Ray does a nice job. It's a gain of five that looked like it was going to be about 15, and Ray just brought the thump. So second down and five. Here's Matthews split out wide to the right and Armstead in the slot to the right. They've also got twins to the left, so four wide outs here. As Bone break out of the shotgun, Bartling the blocking back there. They throw it out there in the now screen to Matthews. They try to strip the ball. He gets to the 45 to the 46. It's going to be a gain of six and enough for a first down. Nothing special, but they get the ball in his hands. And I think that's the deal. Earlier in the in the first half, they had him running route stuff, and this quarterback, as Monty said, just isn't good enough there. He can complete now screen when uh, Matthews is playing the number two out of trips. First down and 10. Get back to that offset eye here with Sims to the left. They just feed it to the big fella. He sneaks through the offensive line of scrimmage, and now Huber and Murray trying to bring him down, but he gets into Bearcat territory at the 47-yard line. That's a gain of eight. It'll be second down and two. And in that huge package, it's so hard because they have multiple tight ends, and you just have so many gaps to defend. 
Yeah, but you see they're trying to impose their will a little bit from a physical standpoint. You have to give credit to them for not panicking, being two scores down, just going back to doing what they do. Second down and two, now back to the base eye formation. Pitch play, they get it to Bartling. He follows his fullback inside the 45, keeps the pile moving to the 40 to the 39-yard line, a gain of eight. So this is more of what we saw the first time the teams met in the first half from Creighton Prep. They were able to get big chunks of yardage. They had a couple of things go against them, and it slowed them down in that football game. They had to feel they should have scored a couple of times in the first half, the first game, and did Gains of 14, 5, 8, 8, and 8 so far in the second half. Three first downs on this opening drive that started at the 20 and is now at the Carney High 40-yard line. Tie-dye formation, Sims this time, Atchison's in there to help bring him down, and Looks like a gain of about a yard on the play, maybe two for the fullback, Luke Sims. A really good play. Again, that's that inside veer look, uh, Doug. But the key to that is Stalbert staying outside with what would be the pitch man or the quarterback because then as long as he does his job, all they can do is keep handing it off to Sims for one and two off that easy look. Left tackle Will Krenzer has to leave the football game here, so Sean O'Doherty will come in and take his place. Left tackle, what they always talk about, is the most important position on that offensive line. Second down, we'll call it seven to go here. Motion from left to right, and some motion on the offensive line. Not from the replacement, it doesn't look like. He was on the other side, but this time it'll be a five-yard penalty. All three penalties on Creighton Prep have been illegal procedure. It'll bring up second down at about 12. Let's go to the scoreboard. Also underway in the third quarter, Omaha North 14, Omaha Burke 13. Your Class B state championship is set. If you had the Omaha Scott York parlay, you just made a bunch because York beat Elkhorn South 14 to nothing, and Omaha Scott held off Gretna 10 to nine. Nobody scored in the second half. Bone break gives it off on the ice, so they'll get it into the hands that time of Bartling, and they're moving the pile as he gets all the way down to the 35-yard line, and you can hear the Creighton Prep fans a little bit. On the other side, making some noise. That's a gain of eight. So you're telling me that uh, the two teams that were supposed to play in the state championship in Class B all year are going to play in a third-place game next week? Yeah. You mean <laughs> you mean the all-class top ten? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Third down. We'll call it four after the eight-yard gain, which was on the heels of the penalty. Creighton Prep needs to keep it moving here at the 35. This is two-down territory. They pitch it to Bartling. Starts right, kicks it back up over the center. Novacek will bring him down. Very close, but I think short of the first down, a gain of three. It's going to be fourth down and one. And, of course, they're going to go for it here at the Bearcat 32. 16-3, Carney, 8.45 to go in the third. Yeah, you're going to see that big package here again, Doug, that we were seeing in the first half. I don't think they chance going for it all. Let's just see if they hand it straight off to Sims or maybe quarterback sneak. Now bone break, steps back out from under center, and we've got a penalty flag. You know, Carney looked like they, the linebacker was trying to uh, stunt, might have jumped. Yeah, T.J. Foster, I think. Nope, it's the linebacker on Carney. I think oh we have an offside. Boy. I think he might have, when he pointed, he might have taken another step forward because they didn't throw it initially. So offsides called on Carney results in a first down here on what was fourth and one for Omaha's for uh, Omaha Creighton Prep elsewhere in C1 Norfolk Catholic 14 to nothing over Wahoo in the third 27-19 Boone Central Newman Grove over Pierce in the third I formation at the 27 yard line Prep back to pass bone break pumps now fades it for Matthews and he couldn't find the ball thought it was going to go to the left shoulder goes to the right shoulder and it is incomplete 
well covered there. The safeties didn't bite on any sort of run action. Uh, had a guy behind, looked like Nate Murray played that pretty well. But again, a poorly thrown ball as the ball was thrown to the outside shoulder as opposed to the inside. I yeah. shake my head, Larry, because I look at the scoreboard. It's been 7-7 the whole game. UTAN 21, Battle Creek 7. Battle Five Creek, in a row. Battle Creek doesn't want to get to Lincoln. They, I mean, they want they're to get allergic. there so bad. Yeah, they're allergic. They cannot get out of the semifinals. And Centennial leads Lincoln Lutheran 19-6 in the third. Bone break to throw again. A little slant for Matthews and incomplete. And on that one, Grant kind of gave up on it. He might have got lit up, but uh, the pass was low. And Josh, and Josh Ray sold out for that ball. A little, a little strange here. Preps moving the ball. A score. I mean, they're down 16-3. to And then they just, Where's the fire? Well, they just went away from everything, Doug. They, they were moving the ball, running the ball. They get the first down. Well, they tried They tried to run the play action. They were kind of hoping that the safeties were going to bite on the play action, get Matthews down the seam. And they, they didn't did. bite. They didn't, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't bite as well played. The ball was poorly thrown. Now they're behind the change. Now it's third and ten. So third down here under center. Bone break will set Armstead in motion from right to left. Pitch play, Bartling. Bartling has a hole. He's Uh-oh. got the first down. He's inside the 20. He gets spin, spun. He stood up. He didn't know really where he was. He actually stopped in bounds, but he's going to get the first down to about the 17-yard line. Nice gain on the play. Should be right at the marker. Let's see what they say. Yep, a gain of 10. Well, I'm just telling you right now, if I'm the head coach for Creighton Prep, I go wrap the headset cord around my offensive coordinator and say, run the ball. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't make any sense if you don't. I can't do that to myself because I'm the OC. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you the numbers here in just a moment. Now they go back to that heavy set that they've been using. First and 10 at the 17-yard line. Bone break. This time on the read, he's going to keep it off the right guard. He's going to be wrapped up by Stalbert once he gets inside the 15 to about the 12. A gain of five there for Bone break. Yeah, and that's if, if you're Creighton Prep, when you see Stalbert uh, wrap your guy up like that, you just cringe because you think the ball might come out. Stalbert is so hockey. The uh, Creighton Prep coaches, by the way, next to us that I said were a little bit discouraged, they're on the edge of their seat and they're a little bit more engaged here next to us. So all of a sudden, this is just what the doctor ordered from Creighton Prep, about a 13-plus play drive to maybe make this a one-score game. Well, we were talking about the passing game. Since the first quarter, bone breaks 2 of 11 for 13 yards. Here's the handoff to Sims, gets inside the 10, close to the first down marker at the 7, and it looks like he's going to have it. First down and goal for Omaha Creighton Prep. They have picked up six first downs on this opening drive of the third quarter. Yeah, and this this looks like the drive that Carney had when they had the long drive. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Six yards there for Sims. He's picked up 30 yards on four carries after getting 35 total in the first half. First and goal, Creighton Prep trailing 16-3 to at the Carney six. Out of the eye formation, bone break, quick snap, hands it to Sims off the left side, has a lot of room, walks in, basically untouched, touchdown, Junior Jays. Yeah, that's a little down play. They call down. Everybody blocks down, and you kick the EOL out. little reverse pivot handoff. That's a nice job because where Creighton Prep, you've got to be better to score inside the five because the field shrinks. There's a lot less grass to cover. And uh, they just they were better there. Preps going to line up at a swinging gate here for the extra point and now come in to let Straco kick the extra point. Chance to cut this game to six here. So an 80-yard drive that takes five minutes and five seconds and our five points bank touchdown, a six-yard run by Luke Sims. The kick is on the way, and the kick is 
good. So with 6.55 to go in the third quarter of the Class A State semifinal, Carney 16, Omaha Creighton Prep 10 on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. It's never too late for Enzone to increase your nitrogen efficiency this year. Enzone is designed to manage your nitrogen no matter what time you decide to apply your fertilizer. With Enzone's wide application window, you can even add Enzone at side dress time. Anytime you're going to apply nitrogen to your crops, you need to add Enzone. Talk to your local fertilizer and chemical dealer. Ask them to add Enzone to your fertilizer. If they don't handle Enzone Synergizer NutriPack, visit MidNebraska Chemicals at www.mncag.com. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Look Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products, your provider of GM-powered natural gas, and LP high-efficiency irrigation engine, and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. State High School football playoff action brought to you on Classic Hits 98.9 and PlatteRiverPreps.com by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. And now you have Noah Straka with the ball teed up at the 40-yard line. What win there is is into his face as he gets ready to boot it away. And he's going to go with the high, short kick, trying to take it. The back man, it looks like Stalberg got up there and got it seamed down the right side, 25-30, 35-40, and he's out to 42, but he was able to catch that on the dead sprint and good field position for the opening possession of the second half for Carney High. Yeah, and I, I look for Carney High here, Doug, to just be methodical, be who they are, and probably move this ball right down the field uh, in small, nice little pieces. It'll be interesting to see what kind of – this is the first drive of the second half, and then we'll see what kind of defensive adjustments Creighton Prep has made to uh, the Kearney High offense. My <laughs> guess is they didn't find anybody fast enough to catch Miko. Yeah, Miko Mazner, he looks like he might be the key to this football game, staying in that base package, but trips to the right side. Oh. They snap it over Cannon Coster's head. The ball is loose on the football field. Coster is able to dive on it. Boy, I don't remember seeing that at all. Nope. From a Kearney center, Daniel Lundy, all season long. But that is going to be a huge loss from a 42 all the way back to a 30, a, game, a loss of 12. Wow. And, and talk about a drive killer. We'll put you behind the sticks right away in a, in a situation where you really wanted to get some first downs, give your defense a chance to rest, regroup a little bit. Now it's second down and 21 and uh, and uh, large task ahead of them here in the next couple of plays. Second and 22 as they will send Atchison from the right end to the left end. Coster going to run that little option, keeps it, steps over a defender, and that runs right into the arms of two Creighton Prep Junior Jays. He gets one as he's brought down at the 30. Yeah, and that's the first time we've seen the appearance of the true speed option that, of course, we saw so many times last week. Creighton Prep didn't forget about it. So it'll be third down now after the... Long, long snap over Coster's head. Last time on the opening possession, when they lost seven yards on first down, they just ran that little toss. Uh, starts, it looks like an option, then they toss it out there to Maisner. Let's see if they run the exact same thing here. Third and 20 at their own 30. Twins to the right. Coster takes the snap, wants to throw. In the pocket. Pocket collapses. He's sacked. The sack is made by Creighton Preps. Austin Kurzman, the first time they've got to Coster today. 
He hasn't had many chances to just sit there in the pocket, and he is going to be brought down at the 24-yard line, a loss of six. Yeah, and what they did is they ran uh, Miko on a wheel route out of the backfield, and the number one receiver to the short side flat-picked the defender that was trying to come over. I mean, he blocked him. It was going to be there, but uh, Costner got flushed. So Costner now has to go back there and punt the football away. Fourth and 25. Good snap, a little pressure up the middle. He's going to use the left foot to boot that one away, and they're going to get away and watch it bounce. And maybe Carney gets about five yards as Thomas Corpus decides he doesn't want any part of that one. So it's going to be a 40-yard punt and no return. But all of a sudden now, Omaha Creighton Prep, just like we saw last week with Westside, they drove down the field to start the second half. Got a nice stop. Well, in that case, they recovered a pooch onside kick. Here they get a three and out of the Bearcats, and they'll have it first and 10 at their own 36, trailing 16 to 10. And Carney missed an extra point. Remember, that all of a sudden becomes huge. And the defense that has been the most physical, toughest defense in Class A all year long now is going to have to take a little bit of of its own initiative and stop this because uh, Creighton Prep has definitely has momentum in this third quarter. So here comes Sam Bonebreak under center out of the eye formation. A toss to Sims, lined up as the eye back. Big hole left side, crosses the 40, then spins and backs his way to the 42-yard line, a gain of six. Second time we've seen that happen in the second half. Uh, Creighton Prep is out formation in Carney. They're running that toss to the weak side, and you saw the late shift by Carney. Carney shifted all the D linemen to the strength, and then... Uh, Prep ran the toss back to the weak side. Carney with some late, late additions here, trying to run out Corey Kitt. And then they send back to the sidelines Josh Ray. Second down and four. Hand it to Sims again. Big hole right side. Not touched until he's into Carney territory at the 48-yard line. That's a gain of 11. Yeah, they're getting lathered now as Creighton Prep. Carney needs to right the ship. We're now at the eight-minute mark in the quarter. This is where it kind of turned around for him last week. Carney needs to... Get going here and stiffen up, and this is probably a good timeout by Brandon Cool. They were going to run up to the line and go quick offense here, and Coach Brandon Cool is going to burn the timeout. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, serving you since 1994. Exactly four minutes to go in this third quarter of the Class A State Semifinal. Kearney 16, Creighton Prep 10. Agriculture is a business where margins are everything, and profitability is determined by the weather, markets, regulations, politics, and everything in between. It's good to have a friend looking out for you. Buffalo County Farm Bureau has been that friend to farmers and ranchers, bringing them together to discuss challenges, identify solutions, and advocate on issues they've determined are critical to keeping current and future generations on the land. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau today and support Nebraska agriculture. Hybrids alone cannot raise your yields. Kurt Lucas Savage of Farwell and Big Cobb Hybrids will provide you with leading seed products, grower-specific service, and crop planning. Big Cobb Hybrids hybrid placement can take your profit. 2-1 back here at Foster Field on first down and 10. They'll pitch it over to Luke Sims. Sims down the left side, 45. It'll be pushed out of bounds at the 41, maybe a late hit. Creighton Prep was uh, jumping up and down over there on their sidelines looking for that late hit. Yeah, Doug, and there again, it's just toss week. They're out formation in Kearney. That's the same, and it's always been to the left side here in the third quarter. So a gain of eight more on the play. We talked about chunk yardage, and you look at what they've been able to do with this running game in the second half. We're talking about Creighton Prep, a lot of eight, seven, eight, nine-yard gains. At the 
nine-yard line. They give it to Sims again up the middle, and he just lowers the shoulder inside the 35, and the Bearcat defense takes the brunt of it at the 32, a gain of six. And uh, uh, here's the numbers. Here's the numbers. Luke Sims, in this third quarter of play, has carried it nine times for 67 yards, and that is the ninth first down of this quarter. They had six total in the first half. Look who's playing fullback here, similar to the first game, early in the first game. Matthews is in there as they give it to Sims, and Sims is going to be wrapped up as he gets inside the 30-yard line there by the County Bearcat defense. They'll give him the 28-yard line, a gain of four. Yeah, and Matthews, that's a good place for him. If you're going to just run some big boy football, you got some dude you can put in there at tight end to down block, having him lead the way there. And you can run wham trap with him as well on the D lineman because of his size. Don't forget, at the end of the ball game, we'll have a Rivals and Ruts scoreboard tonight to get you ready for the state finals. Procedure. And we've got a five-yard procedure penalty here. Call against Creighton Prep. That'll make it second down and 11. Back to the other Class A semifinal. Omaha Burke has scored. Burke 20, Omaha North 14 in the third quarter. Class B's finals all set. Both upsets. Omaha Scott 10 to 9 over Gretna. York 14 to nothing over Elkhorn South. No scoring in the second half in Norfolk. Norfolk Catholic leads Wahoo 14 to nothing in the fourth. Boone Central Newman Grove 27 19 over Pierce. In the third, UTAN beat Battle Creek 21-7. Centennial leads Lincoln Lutheran 19-6. Here's another toss sweep to the outside. Nowhere to go this time for the eyeback Jackson Bartling as they shove him into the Creighton Prep sideline. Yeah, and there they went with Bartling. Bartling is maybe a little faster, Doug, but he's not quite as thick. So when the first guy gets there, he slows down, and then Carney swarms to it. And now finally, Carney High fans come to their feet here. They're having a tremendous amount of problem with the uh, down and distance on the scoreboard tonight. It is third down and 13. Let's see what the Bearcat defense can do. Offset eye. They want to throw the ball out here in the right flat to Matthews. Completed the 25, slips a tackle, and he is going to be very close to first down yardage. It's really close, Doug. I think they might move him. They want to hustle up here and run another play, but they're going to mark the ball. It looks like maybe... Moving it. They're going to move it. They're going to say at the 22-yard line, and that's true. Now that's so a 14-yard completion. That's a big deal. Creighton Prep has not been able to do that in tonight's game where they've gotten behind the chains, but what they did is got it to the best player on the field. And that is the second biggest pass completion of the entire night for Creighton Prep, and they are in position now to maybe take the lead here. Hand it off to Sims up the middle. Nope, quarterback's going to keep it in. He gets into the secondary before he's run down over there at the 15-yard line. Good job that time by Sam Bonebreak, and it looks like Carney. I mean, guys, it really looks like they're guessing right now out there. They've done so many things that they're finding a hole. There's nobody getting hit outside of that stretch play to Bartling behind the line of scrimmage. That's seven for Bonebreak. Well, Doug, you said it, and we talked about this. When you start running, trap, toss, that type of offense, you have to start guessing the gap that it's in, and it's tough. Second and three at the 15. Sims off the left side, first down. Inside the 10, gets to the eight. And it seems like Carney, if they don't punch the ball loose here, is going to be tied and then behind. You know, nobody has done this to this Carney high defense all year long. You know, we've, we've talked about playing Creighton Prep in the regular season, playing Millard North in the regular season, a tough game against Grand Island in the opener. Nobody, nobody has out physical. Carney High up to this point, and that's exactly what Creighton Prep is doing in this third quarter. Guys, Will Jorgensen is hurt. 
They're coming over and talking to him by the heaters. He is hurt. Bone break, takes the snap, hands it to Sims. Left side, he has made some contact, but gets to the six, maybe to the five-yard line. It'll be second down and goal after a gain of three. Right here, Carney can bow up. A field goal does get prep within three, but it becomes a giant uh, uh, victory for Carney. The way it's just been shoved in their mouth here through this entire third quarter, they need a stop. Second and goal at the five. Creighton prep, final minute of the third quarter of this semifinal. Twins to the right, but still power eye. Matthews, the fullback, they give it to Sims. No hole for Sims, and he's going to lean forward to the four. There was nowhere to go. Good job that time of the defensive line. Ray got him around the ankle to bring him down. Third and goal at the four. Yeah, that was good. He got ahead of steam going there, and Ray got a hold of the ankle and just didn't let go. Do you, if you stop him, do you go for it or do you kick it? No, kick the field goal. Get it within three, in my opinion. And I believe Creighton Prep, with 20 seconds to go, does have to run a play here before the fourth quarter comes to an end. That'd be a big benefit if they didn't. 13, they're not really hustled up to the line of scrimmage. Now 12. they go 10 seconds. 12th play of the drive. Third down and goal at the four. Five seconds. They better get the play off. And they will turn, hand it to Sims. Sims up the middle, and Sims is into the end zone for a touchdown. Boy, Prep's in this thing now. 16-16 on the final play of the third quarter, which has been totally dominated by Prep because, you know, Carney has won, run three plays in the third quarter. They yeah. ran three and out. And, and, and Creighton Prep has run 26. Yeah, and guys, I'm not sure we're going to see Jorgensen come back in the game. It'll be quite an effort if he does. He's got a jacket on over here. And will do, Well, he's got his helmet oh, on. Yeah, he's got his helmet Hold on, on but they were overlooking, and he was bending over. He just can't lift that arm. Here's the extra point to try and give Prep the first lead since the first quarter. It's on the way, and it is good. And so we go to the fourth quarter, 12 minutes to see who will represent Class A in the state championship, Omaha Creighton Prep 17, Carney 16 on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center have physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Drs. Conley, Johnson, and Owen at Kearney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Kearney. However, they're where you are with five satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska. Providing the highest quality care to everyone, ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center specializing in you. With Larry Baker and Monty Kranzenstein, our producer engineer, Spencer Shields, Doug Duda with you at UNK's Foster Field. For the first time all year, Carney High trails going into the fourth quarter. 17-16, Creighton Prep on two Luke Sims touchdown runs in the third quarter has rallied from a 16-3 halftime deficit. Sims with 35 yards in the first half, and he has 88 
in the third quarter and two touchdowns. And if you want to talk about mental toughness, it's going to be tested here in this next drive for this Carney offense. Strauko to kick it away. He tries to go deep and backpedaling. It goes through Stahlberg's hands. See, that's the first time Creighton Prep has tried to kick it deep. They have a little bit of a wind behind about eight mile an hour, and Carney wasn't expecting it, and Stahlberg was not able to catch it. It goes through the end zone, and the Bearcats will start at their own 20. Yeah, right here. And for uh, Will Jorgensen is staying on the sideline, and that is that is that changes the offense a little bit because of what he does for Carney. Number 47, Parker Brush, looks like he's uh, in at the yes, fullback position. That is who went in. State full state football playoff action on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. A three wide out set this time. They keep Coster in the pistol. On first down and 10, Bearcats need something positive. Fake the handoff. It'll be Coster keeping it left side, 25-30. He's got the first down, and boy, uh, he was I don't, he would have never ran it all the way to the end zone on the bum knee, but he's got a first down as he's tripped up at the 30-yard line. And Parker Brush was the lone running back there. I think everybody should have known that he was not going to carry it. No, right? no he was he was he in was the split. Yeah, okay. he was in the wing. There they just ran read option again, stuck it in Miko's belly. Read the backside EOL, the, the defensive end, he crashed. Kevin, Cannon Costa right now is making great decisions uh, on these run plays. First down and 10, Carney now at their 30. Out of the shotgun, they'll split the backs and send out of the backfield. Maisner rolling to the left side. Coster runs quarterback keep to the right side. He's got the 35, now needs to hold on to that ball. Harrington blocking for him, downfield skirmish, but it's a gain of six for Coster. Second down and four. Yeah, and Parker Brush did a nice job, made the block. You see the difference. It wasn't as devastating, but it doesn't always have to be. He did his job there, and they moved the ball. You're listening to the state playoffs on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Grand Island, Hastings, and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance. 17-16, Creighton Prep, one minute into the fourth quarter. Bearcats have it second and fourth, their own 36. Little defensive shift here by the Junior Jays. Coster takes the shotgun snap, wants to throw wide open Maisner at the 45, heads to the right sideline, 50, a good stiff arm, and up the field he goes, 45-40, downfield block 30, he fumbles the football, but it goes out of bounds. It was popped away from behind downfield by Morgan Madrigal, but it is going to be a huge gain on the play. They'll officially say the ball went out of bounds at the 28-yard line. That's a 36-yard Little pop pass. Yeah, and now here's the difference there. When they stick Maisner in that wing right off of the tackle they run that wheel route normally with him right there what they did is play fake and just took him right in the seam and then threw it right away so that was a nice little wrinkle normally when he's there he runs the wheel there he just went straight up the seam there was no middle linebacker so he was able to take off up the field that is by far the biggest pass play for Coster. only his third completion of the night first and 10 at the 24 yard line they'll officially say they'll fake the handoff on a little cross buck that's an eight-man play they'll keep it with Coster and this time he didn't get much, uh, maybe back to the line of scrimmage. And there's nothing wrong. Let's just make sure the Bearcats score here, but there's nothing wrong with making it take a little bit. <laughs> you know, some of you might get tired of me saying it, but uh, when you talk about wide receiver and perimeter blocking and how important and how rare it is in high school football to have someone that's physical, Isaiah Stallbird has been out about doing work out on the corners against these guys, they are going to see him in their nightmares because he has been physical, he's been tough on every single play this drive. He's been an active part of that blocking package. Second down and 10 at the 25-yard line. Coster 
Well, he's going to pitch it out here to Maisner. Maisner finds a hole. 20 gets to the outside. 15 stays on his feet to the tent. Will be first and goal for the Bearcats at the nine-yard line. Again, a 16 for Miko. You know, and it was last week we saw Miko really explode in the fourth quarter. And, of course, when Creighton Prep and Carney High faced off at the end of the football season in a close game, Miko takes 168 in the fourth quarter. You're seeing him feel it here a little bit, Doug. That was the first time that he had run the ball after getting the pass reception for 36. First and goal, Bearcats at the prep nine, trailing 17-16 with 9.35 to go. Out of the AI formation, brush the fullback. They sent Stalbert in motion. It's a straight give, and there is absolutely nothing there. Carney High may be setting some up for second down because that didn't look like it was intended to do much. That hasn't been there all night. No. I'm just telling you, prep's pretty good in there. And it was Maisner. Usually when the and Maisner is just so oh man, he's just like a limpin' as he gets out of there. Usually when they run that, they put Studi in there, but Studi just hasn't been asked to do much tonight because they need to go with a little quicker Maisner. And they will split Stalbert out to the left. Second down and Cole from the nine. I formation. And they'll send Stalbert in motion to the right side. Coster pitches it to Maisner. Maisner finds a block, gets to the five, makes a man miss. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Carney High. Yeah, put a great move on there, Doug. Just absolutely took Mason Armstead out of his shoes. Made one little move at about the three-yard line, and that solidified it. And the key is there is that drive was basically Miko Maisner. That's that's an all-state running back move right there, Monty. That's an all-state move. Absolutely it is. And, and Parker Brush, who's playing for Will Jorgensen, made a nice block on that, got him started. Isaiah Stahlberg made the block in the secondary. Here we go. Carney elects to kick it instead of going for two, and they miss it again. 8.48 to go in the game. Carney 22, Creighton Prep 17, our five points bank touchdown. A nine-yard run from Miko Maisner. He's now thrown one, and he's run for one. We'll be back in a moment. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Excellence in Rehabilitation is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. Well, Carney High able to answer and take the lead back here with 8.48 remaining in the football game. It is now 22-17, Carney High. Gabe Hines ready to boot it away. And Hines with the kick, deep kick. It's going to sail but be returned at the 4. Up the field of the 10, right side 15. Harold to the 20, gets to the outside 25, down the sideline 30. Gets to the 35, and he'll step out of bounds across the 35 at the 37-yard line. And it'll be first down and 10 for prep. And really, much more than one possession each is about all we got left of this game, depending on how uh, things play out, especially if they each score. Well, Doug, if if prep moves the ball... 
it's conceivable Carney gets it back with a two minutes type of a thing. If Prep moves the ball at all here, the possessions are very limited. Now, there has not been a turnover in this football game. We've had a couple of bad things happen on punt game. And now quarterback Sam Bonebreak under center. Tosses it out here, tries to get it to Sterling. They stretch it out, and a good run down Novacek. You know, we haven't heard Novacek's name quite as much tonight, but he makes a good sprint out here to make the tackle. There you see the athleticism of number nine right there. Made, made him bow out a little bit to the outside, that defensive end on that in that position, and then I'll tell you what, Hunter Novacek flew across, across the field to make that play. That's a big stop on first and down, second down and nine. Yeah, and it just, you know, we said it in the open that if this was going to happen for Creighton Prep, it was going to have to be Luke Sims, and uh, he didn't touch it there. Second out and 10. Matthews in there as the blocking back. They give it to Sims. Sims breaks a tackle, gets five more yards because he does from the 45 to the 46. They had him back there between the 41 and the 42, and that is a gain of nine on the play. It'll be third down and one. They just got to go get him. And and, and if somebody else beats him, somebody else beats him. But right now, this dude's lathered up. They have to go get him. Sims now approaching 100 yards in the second half. And again, it was what was bewildering to me the first time they played, and I talked about it at halftime and coming out to the start of the third quarter, and he's got two touchdowns and they take him out of the game here. Taking quite a bit of time here to get this play in. Third down and one. Looks like a lot of to-do about probably nothing here out of the I formation. And they'll hand it off to the fullback. Has the first down this time in to carry the ball. Looks like is Tyler White Welchin for the first time. All right. Don't know why Tyler. You, don't know why you do that. Season on the line. Give a kid his first carry in the fourth quarter, but it's enough for the first down. Because he's a 5'6", 170-pound fullback, Dougie. I wouldn't mind looking behind the bench over there and see if Luke Sims has an equipment problem or some sort of thing because yeah, I don't I don't I don't see him at all. No, he just trotted off the field. Yeah, this like is called out. Trust me, this isn't to give him a break. He is their only chance. Come on, Carney, make something happen while five's on the bench. First and ten at their own 47 prep out of the I formation. They'll turn, hand it off to the I back. Bartling has a little bit of a hole. Comes up the middle of the field, gets into Carney territory to the 45 yard line. Another eight. For Bartling, and this is probably where the concerning part is, Bartling's, and here comes Sims back, Bartling's not supposed to be getting those kind of yards running between the tackles. Sims is supposed to be getting those kind of yards and running between the tackles. And let's give some credit to the Creighton Prep offensive line. Three of those guys are juniors, two big seniors, and I'll tell you what, they their offensive line has played about as well as any team in Class A uh, has played against Carney so far this year. Give them credit for this yardage. Second down and two. Back to pass. Looking to floor it out here in the right. It's complete to Matthew Scott. Running room 40, 35. Mazner will bring him down at the 29-yard line. Again, is 16. Yeah, you guys wanted him to get the ball. <laughs> yeah, He's getting it. Well, I don't know. Did, did, did the guys next to us, have they been listening? It was simple. Give it to Sims yes. and get Matthews involved. Yes, this was not a tough recipe. Creighton Prep lost their head a little bit in the first uh Half. This is who they are, and they just need to be that. And they are moving the ball. 6-10 and counting to go in the game. 22-17, Carney, but it's first and 10 at the 29. Toss it to Sims. Finds the hole. I mean, he's getting 6-7 every single time. He's down to the 22, another gain of 7. And sometimes, like, Carney's defense has been so good, and it still is. It's minus a guy right now. It still is so good. But the thing is, is sometimes you get whacked in the head, and it takes you a minute to get it put back together. Second and three, same play. Sims right side. This time they stack him up. Maybe short of the first down. He's going to get just inside the 20, but needed to get to the 19. It's a gain of two, third and 
one. Yeah, and that's toss, toss week again. And, and, again, remember how confident this defense has been all year long and how well they've played. Again, like you said, when you get hit in the mouth so many times in such a short stretch, it's really hard to come back from. You start to question a little bit of that, even though they've been so successful all year long. Big third down and one here. See if Lee Harrington, who we haven't mentioned almost all the game, can make a play. Well, Prep hasn't messed up, so on third down and one, they're just going to hand it to Sims and be secure with the first down as he crashes into the 16-yard line, a gain of three. Yeah, it's the late movement there. Harrington, you know, Carney, we talked about a little while ago, Carney's shifting late. Literally, Harrington shifts an entire gap, and they just handed it uh, ahead into Sims to where Harrington just was. Class A state semifinal. Carney really dominated the first half in... It's been dominated in the second half by Prep, but they're down 22-17. First and goal at the 17. Sims right side, getting low. There's a nice tackle by the Bearcats off the bottom of the pile. Novacek is in there, along with a little help from Atchison. It's going to be a gain of one, second down and nine. Yeah, Caleb Bean. There was a good Carney. Novacek. Carn- Bean's injured. There's a Carney Bearcat deal. Uh uh, where we get a good rally to the ball. Omaha Burke 28, Omaha North 14 in the fourth quarter, which just makes you want Carney to get there even more. Although Burke was preseason number one, things are setting up for all of those upsets. Second down and nine at the 15, clock down to 410 to go. Matthews, the fullback, they're taking a lot more time now. Three seconds, two seconds, they'll give it to Sims off the left side. Sims trying to stretch it out. There's a hold with no flag to the 10, to the 8. Carney got held on the edge right there. You could see him get spun around by his shoulder pads, and we haven't had a single hold called all game, so I understand why it wasn't called right there, but they'll get him to the eight. Time time is, uh, we, we watched that time click down. This is exactly what you talked about, Larry, is Creighton Prep with this sort of the drive and just grinding it out. They're, they're taking their time a little bit now, and at 335, 330 by the time they snap this ball, time will be a factor when Carney gets the ball back. Third and two, every third down has been a short yardage situation. They load heavy again. They give it to the quarterback. He is going to keep it. It's always a little surprising that Bonebreak keeps it, but he does have the first down. Everybody's on Sims, and Bonebreak gets it inside the six. It'll be first down and goal. Yeah, and that was true inside Veer. They were split back there with a tight end and a wing, and quarterback pulled it out of his belly, and this that was a big first down. A good good read by the quarterback as Sims probably would have been stopped just a little bit short there. First and goal at the five. Prep looking for their third touchdown of the second half. They're going to get strong to the right side this time. Unbalanced eye. Here comes the blitz. They give it to Sims off the right side. He gets the seam. He gets the legs moving inside the two to the one. Second and goal. And now, you hate to say this, but you almost wish you got in. Leave a little more time on the clock for the Bearcats. You're Unless right. they drop the ball or have a major penalty, they're going to score. You're right. And 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 if and right now it looks like Carney, if they score right now, can get the ball back with about 240 left. Second and goal at the one. Strong right again. Quarterback sneak up the middle. Bone break is in for a junior J touchdown. That is a big answer by Prep because Prep had mounted the comeback and Carney just sliced him and diced him, went right down the field. And yeah. now you go for two. Yeah, well, yes. Yeah, you go for two to make yeah. it 25-22. That's Absolutely. not even a decision. Right, no, I understand that, but that's not the personnel they have on the field. And they may actually have to burn a timeout. Yeah, they, they probably should use a timeout, and it's not such a big deal. It's like automatic. The PA team 
team ran on the field. And that's an assistant coach's job to make sure you know you know all the way down you should go for two. So the five points bank touchdown, a one-yard run by the backup quarterback with the start of tonight, Sam Bonebreak. Carney, get the stop here. Field goal sends you to the state finals. But still that power eye. Bonebreak gives it to Sims. He is in the backfield, and he goes nowhere. The two-point conversion is squished, and if Carney scores, Carney wins. And in on the tackle is Josh Ray with 2.42 to go in the game. Creighton Prep 23, Carney 22 on Classic Hits. Hybrids alone cannot raise your yields. Kurt Lucas Savage of Farwell and Big Cobb Hybrids will provide you with leading seed products, grower-specific service, and crop planning. Big Cobb Hybrids hybrid placement can take your profitability to the next level. Not only does Big Cobb Hybrids produce, sell, and deliver the highest quality seed, they share all their seed quality information with you, their customers, through their Max Stand program. Big Cobb Hybrids decisions are made locally, and they remain committed to the families they serve. Call Kurt at 308-750-5853. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Let's see if Creighton Prep decides to kick deep. Last time they did, and it kind of caught Carney by surprise. 2.42 to go. A trip to the state championship and the possibility to win a state title on the line. 23-22 Prep as Straco gets ready to kick it away. All but one have been kind of squib kicks. And Straco will kick it high in the air, and this one's going to sail into the end zone, so Carney is going to have to go 80 yards or at least far enough to attempt the field goal, and Hines has made the field goal, but he's missed two extra points again this week. Now, with 2.42 left, again, you have to be a little cognizant of the, of the, the clock a little bit. How many timeouts do you have left? Two. Okay. And so, you know, they, they would like to just – quarterback run game, Miko Mazer down the field, but again, the clock will be a factor if you can't get it stopped on first downs and it plays out of bounds. How does Prep defend it? Do you play soft? Do you play nickel? No Because they haven't thrown the ball very effectively at all. They're going to come in and cover Mazer. They actually have about everybody in the box. Toss it out here to Mazer, trying to follow his blockers. They're all over it. He's going to be picked out at the 22-yard line, a gain of two. That's really one of the best run stops all day for Prep. There's that play where it's that late pitch. I'm telling you, if they run that play and fake that pitch off of it and release Isaiah Stalbert, it will be a touchdown from wherever they are on the field. Second down. We'll give him a gain of three officially and call it seven at the 23. Rolling to his right, Coster. Looking, looking, throws a lofted pass up there for Hubert. He caught it at the 40 and gets to the 42-yard line, and he was blanketed in coverage there, a gain of 20, make it 19 on the play. And I'm telling you, that thing's an eyelash from getting picked, and that was a big, big catch. And I, don't know how many, I don't know how many catches Huber has on the year, but he doesn't have many, but he just made the play of the season for himself and the team. Unbelievable job there by Thad Huber. That is his second catch of the year. It is first down and 10 at the 42. 153 the clock running. Coster takes the snap. Pitches it out here to Mazer. Should be able to get to the corner. Stiff arm Dunham at the 45, and he'll get to the 48-yard oh, the line. Clock's running. Oh, he ran out of bounds. Now they slung him down, Doug. 
he rolled on top of the guy when he finally went out. That's going to be a gain of seven. 135 so far in the game for Maisner. That was really close to getting to the edge. We have to get get moving a little bit here. We're down to one. It's going to be 120 before we get this ball snapped. Second down and three at their own 49. Out of the shotgun, Coster rolls to his right. Thinking about pitching it. It's well covered. He pitches it late, and he's going to be slung down behind the line of scrimmage. Carney probably is. you got to use a timeout here. Yep. They're not. Maisner slung down. 105 to go. Yeah, they're getting... Third down and three. Carney's got to get going here. They're just killing a lot of time here. There Why he aren't they? The timeout. He just used one. Well, they let 10 seconds run yeah. off the clock. And again, you're trying to think and. We're watching football Sundays and Saturdays, too. I'm just telling you right now, in your life, you cannot imagine how hard that is to make those decisions inside 25 seconds. Because all you need is a field goal to win this football game, but you have to convert third down here. So what do you think, you know, we're at the 49-yard line, and what do you think that the Bearcats' goal should be? We've seen Hines kick all year. You know, he can make a 40-footer, he's got or 40-yarder. He's got the leg for it. It's, it hasn't been distance. It's, it's been direction for him the last couple games. What do you think? Well, I asked that very question last week of head coach Brandon Cool. He said, with the wind, 45 yards. Right now, they are not with the wind. I think they've got to get it. They've got to get it to at least the 25-yard line to have a legit chance to make that field goal. But first, it's all about this third down. And right now what I do is I get back in my spread set and I run read option. It's been the most sure play they've had all night. Keep it in Coster's hands. Yeah, it's been the most sure play because uh, he's got the option that he can get it in Miko's hands or... And right here, this is the formation they've been running it out of. Third and three at their own 49. They move Atchison to the left end. Down by one, 57 seconds to go. Coster takes the snap, rolls it that way. Needs a block, got it from Maisner, and he is going to be close to the first down. The tackle is made maybe short of the first down by Drew Dunham. And now Carney with the clock running, only one timeout. It's going to be fourth and one for their entire season. Boy, Dunham blasted him. Yeah, that's a big tackle right at the sticks. Fourth down one. We're, the clock's running. We're going to be down to 34 seconds. Probably the same play. Fourth and one for the season. Coster takes the snap. He wants to throw. Rolling right. He's in trouble in the backfield. He runs away. He's going to get the first down. He's headed towards the prep sideline and steps out of bounds at the 45. I don't know how he got away from the two defensive backs led by Austin Kurzman, but it's a gain of six. Stops the clock with 23 seconds to go. Oh, my gosh. That was close to having a block at the back. Block in the back, right on the sidelines. Good gravy. So 40, on the 43-yard line, again, you're talking about about a 20, 20 yards in 23 seconds to get in field goal range. Well, whatever you've had, you got two or three plays to use it. And so far in the game, Coster has had his best passing here in the fourth quarter. First and 10 at the 43. And it looks like we have got a Creighton prep timeout to discuss defensively what they want to do. 23 seconds to go in the Class A state semifinal. Creighton Prep 23, Carney 22. First and 10 at the Prep 43 for the Bearcats. When we return, this timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney. 
Genetics first, trade second. With Aurora Cooperative, you can source genetics from the four major germplasms available in the U.S., allowing you to choose the best genetics possible for each and every acre. Aurora Cooperative agronomists have been very active in the field, getting to know your hybrid choices this season, inside and out, so that they can be your trusted resource to help you make the right selections for your farm and your yields. To create the highest yielding story for your acres and take advantage of our unique early incentives, contact your local Aurora Cooperative agronomist today. Aurora Cooperative, putting owner's equity to work. Thousands of Carney Bearcat fans. I don't know what would you say. Three thousand here oh, at I least tonight. So. She's filled up. The Bearcats' undefeated season, where they were up sixteen to three at half and now trail 23-22. One timeout remaining. First and ten at the forty-three yard line. Down by one. Mazner in the backfield. Coster in the backfield. Almost uncovered out here was Thad Huber. Also, Stalbert in the backfield. Now they set him in motion and get him on the line of the right here. Coster back to pass, one-on-one, down the left sideline. They're going for it all. It is caught inside the 15-yard line. That'll stop the clock at the 13-yard line. That is Brett Overmiller. Yeah, they need to spike it. They just need to spike it here. 17 seconds left. They botched this last week trying to spike it against Westside. Coster comes up under center, waits for him to blow the play. The official holding on to the football, takes it, snaps it, and no time came off the clock. They may take a second off, but right now, Carney High is setting at a 30-yard field goal attempt. 17 seconds to go in the game, 23-22 prep. And, I, guys, i got to think that Coach Cool is going to want to take a shot at scoring here yes. because of the extra point malfunctions that, the last two and weeks. And you're also on a bad hash, Doug. So you do want to, to to try to get this thing into the end zone. You're on you're on a bad hash here, and you you can't run the ball to get it in. You, well, you do have a timeout. a timeout. So if you want to get it in the middle of the field, you just have Coster shimmy to the right and fall down. They officially marked the ball at the 14-yard line. What a catch by Brett Obermiller! It was straight one-on-one fly down the left side. Interesting that Creighton Prep didn't have a safety over the top of any receiver. They spread it out, covered everybody one-on-one. I thought he was going to Stallbird. Great pass and catch by Obermiller. Here we go. Stallbird to the left. Coster with Mazner to his right side. 16 seconds to go. They send Stallbird in motion left to right. Straight ahead, Coster. He's going to get what he can. Now breaks it to the outside. Cuts back at the 10, down to the 7. And now they're going to have to kick that field goal. That must Six be... seconds to go. Five. And they'll call a timeout here with two seconds to go. Brandon Cool having to yell at the official to get his attention. And it's going to come down wow. to about a 24-yard field goal off the right hash, which is basically an extra point. The length, as you guys said, isn't a, isn't a priority here. No, but here's the deal. I think they wanted to get it in the middle of the field, and Coster looked like he could – I think he thought he could score. He got some extra yardage off of it, but you're right. Now all of a sudden it's on it's the on right – It's on the other hash. It's on the, it's on the right hash, and, and sophomore uh, or junior – but everything he's kicked, yeah. everything he's kicked has been a draw. But it's, the thing it's been is, right to left tonight. But with the right footed, you'd rather have it on the other hash. Actually, this is the tough hash because he has to put English on this. Now let's well, not let's not forget. In this special teams game, we've had two high snaps. We yes. had a high snap on a PAT. We had a high snap on a punt. So let's not forget the snapper and the holder. We talk a lot about Hines being the has a chance to be the hero here. But uh, everybody's got to do their job for one play to make the state Well, the thing is, game. as bad as it's been for Hines, you'd like to see him make this and bring it back. All right, boys, here we go. We saw a field goal in an eight-man game at Blue Hill win it. This is a 24-yarder. 
23-22, the final play of the game for Gabe Hines. Miller the holder, and we are going to get that late timeout, it looks like, from Omaha Creighton Prep to try and freeze him up a little more. So that is the final timeout of the game brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, Prep 23, Kearney 22. We're going to keep it right here on Classic Hits. And you're going to get another timeout. There is one more left. And I had an extra X here. I, I'm telling you right now, I make that kid think about it for a month and a half if I can, if I'm prep. Hey, can somebody try to find Mike Hines in the uh... – <laughs> stands right here and see if his his heart is is, is stopped because well, uh, you know there's it's it's bad for the bad for the kicker but for the kicker's dad it's worse. Well, and Omaha Burke now leads 28-22. Omaha North has scored in the fourth quarter. Norfolk Catholic beat Wahoo 14 to nothing in Boone Central Newman Grove, all over Pierce 42 to 19 in the fourth. UTAN beat Battle Creek 21-7 in Centennial over Lincoln Lutheran 33-6 in the fourth quarter of play. But all that matters is what's in front of us right here at UNK's Foster Field. A 24-yard field goal for Gabe Hines to send the Bearcats to their second-ever state final. From the right hash, Braden Miller, the holder, ready to go. And there it is, the third and final timeout for Creighton Prep. I'll tell you what, coming up next, the New West Post Game Show, and then we will have Merritt Lawson, Spencer Shields, and the guys back at the studio to go a little more in-depth on tonight's action with the Rivals and Rutt Scoreboard Show, our final one of the season. Don't forget every championship game of the state football finals at Memorial Stadium on ESPN 1460 and 1550. D1, D2, and B a week from Monday. C1, C2, and A a week from Tuesday. And this Monday, the D2 State Semifinals, Blue Hill at Mullen, pregame 2.30, kickoff three on the breeze, 94.5. I mean, this is great, but you, you just truly have to feel for uh, the kid, Doug. Look at everybody stopped on the highway over here watching to see what happens to Carney High. Either they were getting ready to leave. A lot of flashers on. And they are stopped to watch this field goal attempt. There's no more timeouts. Gabe Hines. A 24-yarder from the right hash. We're ready to go for the state final. The snap, good. Placement, good. Kick on the way. The kick is good. And the Carney Bearcats are going to the 2017 Class A state championship game. 25-23 over the Creighton Prep Junior Jays. Yeah, Doug, I think the thing is, and the, the best part about that for that young man is it hasn't worked out for him for the last two weeks and all that pressure on you and you know everybody's done all of this and if you miss the kick it's all over to see the kid be able to do that dynamite yeah and the other side is you you live for live with it the rest of your life i mean uh, it happens it's sports i get it but he doesn't have to worry about that here today carney 25 omaha creighton prep 23 Prep will finish the season at 9-3 with their second loss of the year to Kearney High, and the Bearcats will take an undefeated 12-0 record to Memorial Stadium in Lincoln to face either Omaha Burke or Omaha North, and Burke currently up 28-22. Well, guys, it didn't look like this was going to be the way it ended at halftime, but what a finish to this football game because Creighton Prep got back to doing what they do, and Kearney High able to run the two-minute offense Keep it under control, even though we all panic from time to time. And they found a way to get it done. Coster hits the big pass plate. And, guys, Coster was 3-for-3 in the fourth quarter for 
95 yards, and before that, he'd thrown for 11. And you want to talk about execution. You want to talk about two offenses that in the second half just really executed very well. Boy, that was about as good of a high school football game back and forth with so much on the line. What a night. Well, to all those folks that were listening to us there on the north side of Foster Field, they can now move along. But there was a scene that you don't see very often, probably a few of those on Facebook and all of the things out there. And what's it going to be like here when they unlock the gate and let the Rowdies run onto the field here? They always do that right after Coach Kugel talks. And they're not even going to wait for that. The Rowdies have rushed the field here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the administration says, hold on, Coach Cool hasn't talked to his kids yet. Now and the players some- are calling him in. The players are calling him in. Exactly. They can listen to what Coach Cool has to say as well. What a moment. It's what makes sports so outstanding. And the Carney Bearcats, undefeated, are one win away from the second championship in school history. And it's these kind of games that make it very, very memorable. The closest game, obviously, of the year for the Bearcats. Well, what you want to see in these situations, Doug, is exactly what happened. Your two offensive leaders, the defense for the first time this year, just couldn't get a stop in the second half, and it was what it was. But the most important guys out there uh, from a skilled position took over, and that's Miko Mazner and Cannon Coster, and you saw it. Uh, they performed all the way through. And it looks like Omaha North, has just taken the lead, 29-28. Xander Gray takes it in with 145 to go in the game. North has scored back-to-back touchdowns to take the lead from Omaha Burke. When we come back, the newest post-game show here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center have physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Drs. Conley, Johnson, and Owen at Kearney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Kearney. However, they're where you are with five satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska. Providing the highest quality care to everyone, ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center specializing in you. Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Challey at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost, quality protection, claim service second to none, and if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney The celebration continues here at Foster Field. The UNK Lopers host Saturday afternoon football, but on Friday night, it's Carney Bearcat football. And tonight, 25-23, as they advance on to the state finals, Gabe Hines actually nailed two field goals tonight, missed two extra points, but D'Amico Mazder, another big night, 135 yards rushing. He also had a couple of nice, he had a halfback pass that he threw for a touchdown and had a nice touch, a reception in this football game of 36 yards on the first touchdown that they had in the second half. And uh, what a football game here tonight. I don't even know where to start except to tell you it's the New West Sports Medicine Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show, certified and fellowship trained physicians, providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. 
Amani, uh, you've been around the Bearcat program uh, for a long, long time, either on one side or the other. Uh, your thoughts as you see the Bearcats going to Lincoln? Well, I'll tell you what, this fourth quarter for the Bearcats was was all about mental toughness. We talked about it throughout the game, how 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 um, it was going to be a back and forth. And, and, and Creighton Prep in their third quarter just took over all of that momentum and just dominated that third quarter. And I'll tell you what, Carney High's offense was had its back to the wall. And you know what? When you have your back to the wall, you go back to what you're really good at, and that's, of course, running the football. And so much credit has, has to be given to these guys because it's really easy to be the favorites, lose all your momentum, and then all of a sudden uh, be behind and, and, and pack it in and say, this just wasn't meant to be. It wasn't our night. But that wasn't the way it was. There's seven-play, 80-yard drive to, to uh, on their next to last drive. And then, of course, a couple huge plays in that final drive. There's a fourth down and one scramble for six yards where Cannon looked like he was in deep trouble and made a play. And then, of course, the long pass down the left sideline to Brett Overmiller to put him in a position for Gabe Hines. And let's not forget uh, the holder, the snapper, the blockers, and everybody that's part of that situation. And all of a sudden, now you look at the scoreboard, and, and you know, maybe the best team won. You know, we hoped that the best team was going to win tonight, and I think that's the way it was. But I don't think any of us anticipated the ups and downs that we, that we saw tonight. Larry, what happened in this second half? Was it strictly Creighton Prep? recommitting to running the football or tactically did they do something different up on the line they brought Matthews in as a fullback we know they used him a lot more as the game progressed yeah I would say from a schematic standpoint the only real difference we saw is they started running toss to the weak side uh they started uh running a running plays after a carney shift I don't think it was a lot of schematics I think they came out uh ready to go. Carney came out flat in the second half like they did last week. I think it boiled down more to that. Uh, uh, it's so hard when they went and all of a sudden Carney gets three plays in the third quarter. They Carney only had three possessions in the entire second half, I believe. Three possessions in 24 minutes of football. So what Creighton Prep did, we said it in the open, and I said it at the halftime, for Creighton Prep to have any chance, what they were going to have to do is make it an ugly game and just control the ball and control the ball and control the ball, and that's what they did. And then that frustrates you as Carney, like as an offense or even a defense. You can't get off the field on third down, and you don't ever get the ball back to try to score, and it can frustrate you. Doug, you've heard me say this over the last how many ever years we've been together a long time. In these championship moments, he who can breathe when all the air goes out of the room is who wins. And what you saw happen tonight is all the air left the room. And Carney was able to answer twice. And I think it's very, very important um, for them going forward. Because after you go, when we talk about next week, there's some challenges uh, that, that Carney's going to be looking at. But I think that was the key. It was championship football time. And their best players played their best in those moments. Well, and you, you hit on a very key play there. Cannon Coster, you'll be able to go back and maybe look at the film and talk about it next week. But he had those two linemen slash defensive ends bearing down on him. And he didn't run around like a chicken with his head cut off. He looked like it was middle of the second quarter, second down and five. And he just kept right on it and was able to get over there and keep that drive alive with just 23 seconds. They were 45 yards away from the end zone. And then, of course, the perfect pass to uh, to uh, Brett Obermiller that uh, set up the game-winning field goal. And the thing is, when you have a senior quarterback like that, you know, Cannon's been in a lot of big situations, probably more in basketball than 
than football, but he's been in a lot of big situations, a lot of big moments. And, and you know, he isn't a kid that's, that's ever shown the propensity to, to panic or, or to, uh, to shirk uh, when, a, when a big moment happens. And, and, but, again, let's go back to exactly the guys who are doing the blocking up front. You know, you get guys that, 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 that create those edges. You get guys that are blocking downfield. You get fullbacks that are tough on the linebackers. You get all those sorts of things. This is, let's not forget, this is a, a team game. And one of the things that I've been so impressed with Carney all throughout the season is how balanced they are, how diversified they are. They are. And, you know, big players have to make big plays in games. But there's a lot of role players that made plays tonight to help Carney get to that state championship game. Well, I'll tell you, again, guys, a great point made up by uh, our number one official, Jimmy Langan, fires in. Don't forget about Carney stopping Luke Sims on the two-point conversion in the fourth quarter. We talked about it, how big that would be at the time, the difference between getting to overtime and uh, needing to uh, just kick a field goal to win the game. And very few times that they stopped Sims and they sold out, but what a great tackle they made uh, to stop that two-point conversion. Absolutely, and that was a play, again, you talk about – uh, not being able to stop a play, not not being able to stop a runner throughout the game, and, and you know we probably wouldn't have bet that that was going to happen based on what had happened in the second half. But you know, guys stepped in and made plays, and and that's what it takes to uh, to to win games in these situations. Well, you take a look at just the first few assistant coaches on your program, and then you add in all the guys that haven't been here as long as Arch and Chair and Christo and, and a couple of the others. What do you got? 225 years of coaching experience on this staff down there, and they have been one of the best coaching staffs year in and year out. Because let's face it, we talk about it. What's Carney High do? What's Carney High do? What's Carney High do? Their pool is not as big as the Metro, and they are now going to move on to take on. It looks like Omaha North hanging on to win that football game, 29 to 28 over uh, Omaha Burke. We're going to come back with the final stats and recap it all on the new West Post Game Show in a minute. You see it every weekend. Teams at every level emphasizing the look of their uniform. Look sharp, play sharp. It's what they're affirming. And Pro Team Design puts any sports apparel style, screen print, or embroidery at your fingertips. In person or online, the latest designs from the widest selection of brands. Look sharp, play sharp with Pro Team Design. 2716 Old Fair Road, Grand Island. Or shop and order online at ProTeamDesign.com. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of railroad on first. On the bricks, downtown. Carney for a free estimate. All right, let's move on here and take a look at the final stats that we had of this football game on the U.S. postgame show. First off, here's what I scratched down for Omaha Creighton Prep. Luke Sims, 28 carries, 156 yards, and two touchdowns in this football game. Remember, 35 of the first half, 121 in the second half. Jackson Bartling, 12 carries, for 51 yards for a couple of plays. Tyler White Welchin had to come in, and he had one carry for two yards. Quarterback Sam Bonebreak, nine carries for 31, 10 carries for 31 yards, and then the uh, touchdown, which was the 
last points of the ball game with 242 to go here uh, in the contest. So 50 rushing attempts, 240 yards in the football game, 51 rushing attempts for 241. Bone break uh, in the second half was 3 of 5 for 36 yards in the game. He was 7 out of 18. No picks, no touchdowns, 70 yards through the air, 240 on the ground, 310 yards of offense. Uh, a lot of that was grinded out seven and eight yards at a time. I had 19 first downs for Creighton Prep. They tried to punt twice. One was blocked by Nate Murray. The other one was a 28-yarder. They had four penalties. Every one was illegal procedure for 20 yards. For Carney High, Matt Studi got tackled behind the line of scrimmage on the first play of the game for a seven-yard loss, and uh, they didn't have to go to him much more. It was the Maisner show. Two carries, negative eight. Cannon Coster, 19 carries, 81 yards at a touchdown. Miko Maisner, 19 carries uh, in this football game. I always do this. I forget to write down that last touchdown. So 20 carries, 144 yards in the football game for Miko Maisner. So that's 42 rushes, 205 yards on the ground because they did have that uh, bad snap to start the third quarter that sailed right over Coster's head. He had no chance. So you have 42 carries, 205 yards through the air. Miko Maisner, one of one, a 23-yard touchdown pass to Isaiah Stalberg. And then Coster, who didn't do much until the fourth quarter, wasn't asked to do much. He was two of five in the first half. He was three of three for 85 yards in the second half. So 85 and 23 is 108 through the air, 205 on the ground, 313 yards, resulting in 17 first downs for Carney, three penalties for 25 yards, and the one punt that Coster kicked was a 40-yarder and a game that had no turnovers mm. here tonight yeah and that's and you, usually when you say there's a game with no turnovers you think boy there's there was very few mistakes there were mistakes in this game but you know what there were two very evenly matched teams and uh, sometimes when you have two teams like that playing against each other there are mistakes that are made um, i'm just fascinated by that whole situation of of you know a kid like luke sims you know a big old loaded fullback you know behind a good old offensive line and and uh you know they did to Carney's defense what nobody has been able to do, and that is control the football, uh, control the line of scrimmage. Um, but at the same time, the Carney offense, you know, stepped up when they had to. Um, there, there was no doubt. There was about three drives in that ball game, you know, uh, where where we talked about Carney having to have a drive, having to go ahead and head and score, and they did that with again a, a whole bunch of different plays. But when you have the quarterback run game, you have the speed to the outside, and you have the offensive line play. Um, gives you a chance in those situations. Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at this, for Carney, here's the good and the bad for tonight. Clearly the good, you're going to go to Lincoln and you get a 13th game. That's what's most important. The other piece of the good is you really played as poor as you've played in quite a while, in really all facets, and won the game. I mean, that is a very solid piece that it just didn't go well. You only touched the ball three times in the second half, scored three times. Okay, problem is the other team scored every time they had it. Uh, but I think so good for Carney there. If you look at the concerning piece, and I'll move to the defensive side of the ball, and this happens in football, you can go through, and sometimes it's a long ways in the season, and get exposed somewhere. You, you can keep from getting exposed somewhere, and you're solid. And all of a sudden, once that film gets out, you don't ever find it again. Well, it's a matchup that matters. Carney in this second half, what made this a game was Omaha Creighton's prep ability to slam it right in their mouth. They're going to go play a team next week 
<laughs> that nobody has done that better in Class A in nearly the last decade. Mm -hmm. Line up in the eye and just run it right at your mouth. Now, where I say it's good is, okay, the wake-up bells are going. We can get that fixed. Or what could be maybe a little bit of a tough situation is you're going to play somebody tough that can do it and maybe a weak spot in this defense got exposed. So there's the good and the bad. What a fabulous football game. Enjoyed every single inch of it. Well, do you, you, you want to put it all out there. The last team to beat Kearney High was Omaha North. Yes, it was. In the second round of the state playoffs last year when everybody thought they were heads and shoulders the best team, and then Bellevue West thumped them in the finals. So the last team to beat Kearney was Omaha North, and what a chance to put a cherry on top if you're going to win a state championship. We up here probably think Omaha Burke would have been a better matchup, but if Carney's going to win, they would rather beat Omaha North. No question. And Doug, you and I did that game last year. And remember, Carney wasn't afraid in that game. No. They weren't in a sense outmatched in that game. Well, let's take a look at the uh, final uh, scoring drive here, and we'll get you out to the Rivals and Ruts scoreboard show because all but one game is final right now. Our scoring wrap brought to you by your Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Kearney went three and out. As we said, they had a seven-yard loss on the first play, and then a little high snap that Coster could not corral ended up just throwing it away instead of taking the sack. So, Creighton Prep started at the 40. They were able to get into field goal range, and Noah Straco hit a 37-yarder with 6.44 to go in the first to make it 3 to nothing. But Carney then marched the ball right down the field, a 67-yard drive when Miko Mazer had a 23-yard touchdown pass to Isaiah Stalbert. The extra point was wide, 6-3 with 4.06 to go. On Creighton Prep's next possession, Nate Murray blocked the rugby punt. Carney took over at the 29, had to settle for a field goal, but Gabe Hines knocked it in from 38 yards to make it 9-3 with 120 to go in the first quarter. We would not see another score until three minutes to go in the first half. Straco for Creighton Prep missed a 47-yard field goal short going into the south end zone, and then an 80-yard drive after that capped by a one-yard quarterback sneak by Cast Cannon Coster, and Hines makes the kick 16-3, taking us to half. But just like last week, the opponent gets the ball to start the second half, and an 80-yard drive that goes 5.05 is capped by a six-yard run by Luke Sims. Straco makes the kick 16-10. Carney up, 6.55 to go. Carney goes three and out because one of the reasons they snapped it over the head of Coster on the first play, they were facing second and 22. And then another long drive capped on the final play of the third quarter as Sims busts it in from four yards out. Straco makes the kick, and for the first time all year, Carney trailing in the fourth quarter, 17-16. to 16. But Carney takes that opening possession of the fourth quarter. They move it 80 yards down the field, and Miko Mazner takes it in from nine yards out. Carney did not go for two at that time, and the extra point was no good, 22-17. to 17. Right back down the field, a six-minute, six-second drive capped by a one-yard quarterback sneak from Sam Bonebreak. They went for two. The Luke Sims run was no good. And with 2.42 to go in the game, Prep had led it 23-22. to Carney, after the ball kicked into the end zone, started at their own 20, and they were able to convert a fourth down and one from their own 49-yard line. Coster wanted to throw, ended up on a scramble for six yards, then hit a 30-yard pass to his wide receiver, Brett Obermiller, to the 14-yard line. Coster then scrambled to the 7 after back-to-back prep timeouts with two seconds to go. Gabe Hines hit a 24-yard field goal on the final play of the game to send the Bearcats to Memorial Stadium, Kearney 25, 
Creighton Prep 23. And that is our wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. One last thought before we wrap it up. Bonnie, I'll start with you. Well, again, we've talked about this Kearney High team coming in with two starters back from last year. And all those seniors. And then all of a sudden in the third game, you get the, the explosion, the emergence of Miko Mazur, the sophomore uh, running back that gave you some, some speed. This team has gotten better every single game, all the way through. You know, they've been solid. They've probably been the most solid team all year long, the team with the fewest weaknesses. Tonight they were tested. Tonight they, 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 their, their metal, their mental toughness was really tested, and they answered the bell to win the game. They're exactly where they want to be. They're into that, as Larry always says, that, that 13th game, that final game. You know, the interesting thing about preparation, they have a long time to heal up. Hopefully, we'll see how the injuries play out with Will Jorgensen, Davis Skiles, and some of those guys. But this this preparation will not be about game plans and X's and O's. This preparation will be uh, regrouping and deciding that you're going to be the tougher team against Omaha North because there's no secret what Omaha North is going to do. Um, this is not a game where you're going to trick anybody. It's going to be a physical, hard, tough football game, and I can't wait to see it. It'll look like North did to Burke what Creighton Prep almost did to Kearney here tonight with the big comeback. Our state football playoffs brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration, and Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Larry? Doug, I think, you know, uh, styles make fights, matchup make fights, and this game matches up. You've got a Kearney team that's really physical. They're chippy, the big chip on their shoulder, the whole underdog bit, um, and you saw it tonight where they got under – Creighton Prep skin, there's no team on the face of the planet that you can get under their skin better than Omaha North. And you can change the way they do things. Carney is so pesky the way they do that. It's a great matchup. Carney will not be afraid of Omaha North. They've played them. So that it will be a very good matchup. There very well could be something just magical about this Carney team. If you are going to win a championship, usually you have to win a game like this not necessarily in the playoffs but like if you're in college football and you need to win them all to have a chance you are able to win a game like this and one other thing that uh, maybe one of you will have an opinion on this Omaha North is going to have something to prove they were embarrassed in the yes. last in the championship game last year even though mm. the coaching staff's been there a lot they were embarrassed last year they got thumped by Bellevue West after thumping everyone now, they lost a lot of talent, and one of those kids, Jalen Bradley, is running for the Huskers right now. So they lost a lot of talent. They still have a lot of talent. I wonder how much that will play in to that Class A state championship. I 100% agree with you. You know, I talked to Damon Benning a little bit, who happens to be an assistant coach there. I talked to him a little bit, and he talked about how they were embarrassed in that state championship game last year by Bellevue West, how they folded because they didn't match up to the physicalness of Bellevue West, and that's been a rallying cry from them all year long. Now, the interesting thing about it is, you know, they've shown some chinks in their armor. Uh, uh, Omaha North was almost beaten by Grand Island uh, out in Grand Island in the middle part of the season. They were beaten by Lincoln Pius, so there's some extenuating circumstances with some guys not playing, but they got beat by Pius. They are not unbeatable. They are not this team that, as was mentioned, Carney has to be afraid of. But it will be, it will be, and I'll use that phrase at the beginning, I'll use the phrase at the end, it will be a slobber knocker, and I can't wait. <laughs> the one thing I will say is, and they are. There's no question North is on a mission. But that's a different place. And I competed against them my whole high school career. And I'm telling you, 
you can get that team to do in the state finals exactly what they did last year. Guys, I I don't remember how this game ended. Anybody remember how this game ended? Snap. Good placement. Good kick on the way. The kick is good. And the Carney Bearcats are going to the 2017 Class A state championship game. And there you have it, 25-23. Gabe Hines gets it done, and the Bearcats are off to Lincoln. You'll hear the game with a 6.30 pregame a week from Tuesday, kickoff at 7.15. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show, taking care of you. Make that appointment today as New West hopefully doesn't have to. Maybe they can fix our kids up here tonight that got banged around. For our producer-engineer Spencer Shields, for Monty Kratzenstein and Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda. Congratulations to Coach Cool. Thanks to Coach Yonk and Creighton Prep for a great football game tonight. The Rivals and Ruts scoreboard show coming up next. Carney 25, Creighton Prep 23. Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Carney and Family Hearing Center have physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Drs. Conley, Johnson, and Owen at Carney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Carney. However, they're where you are with five satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska. Providing the highest quality care to everyone, ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center specializing in you. Since 1902, Carrier has been inventing new ways to make people comfortable. And today, comfort can also mean efficiency. Because being more efficient with your home heating can mean spending less on it. And that's something everyone can get comfortable with. If you're ready for Carrier Comfort, now you can get cool cash rebates of up to $1,650 on a new system. Carrier, turn to the experts. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers and Carney at 308-236-6437 or Holdridge at 308-995-4481.